Yo, what's going on, everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drink a Beer and Play a Game, and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Yes, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 192. Thank you for joining us. Happy New Year to you and yours out there. Hope it was fun. Hope it was safe. All that good stuff. Uh, but, of course, we are bringing in the New Year right on this show, and we are doing it pretty much tradition now, as we bring in every New Year on this Power Hour podcast. We have making his, what, fourth appearance? I think it's fourth. I think he's first place now. I think so, yeah. We have our buddy Dan. You know him as Blade Blur, and he is with us tonight. Dan, how you doing, bud? A B. Jim, Uh a B. Uh I've been waiting so many months to say this. A B of all ranks you could give Sonic 3 and Knuckles one of the best games ever made uh, I'm doing pretty well by the way how are you today uh, I'm sorry I'm sorry I have to play a game five times before it's good I'm sorry I'm sorry I don't want to just pick it up and enjoy Ooh. it oh man Ooh. oh jeez so same thing for Star Fox 64 you mean that was a joy from the start I will have you know <laughs> it is delightful sure you love that submarine too I bet okay the submarine mission's a little rough there's always there's, okay there's a little, there you go there's a little dark spot yeah I have my barrel you have the submarine so that kind of equalizes things <laughs> true I don't even know how the fuck I figured out that barrel as a kid I think I just kept like smashing the controller until something worked okay but in all seriousness thank you for having me guys it's always a pleasure fourth time um, it's always fun to do these, so thank you for having me. Of course. No, man, we love it. Like Jim said, it is tradition at this point. We love always doing our recaps of the games of the previous year, and who better than you, because most years, Jim and I never played it. I think this is the first year we actually can have some opinions on the games as well. So That's good, yeah, because yeah. th- this is actually opposite for me. I actually didn't have a lot of time to play all the stuff, funny enough, yeah. so you can like maybe like fill in the blanks for me a little bit, which is good, because I've been busy with life so mm-hmm. blah blah together. blah excuses blah blah <laughs> but it's my skill i'm so good at making excuses <laughs> but before we jump into anything blade where can everybody find you so um i think the best place probably to find me is twitter i mean yeah i know a lot of things have changed on twitter in 2022 i don't want to talk about that crap um usually honestly every social media platform like whether it's twitter instagram It'll be Blabler. Um, I stream on Twitch. That's kind of like what I like to do. We usually, um, I use Twitch as a platform to um, tackle a lot of my backlog, and I have a lot of video games on my backlog. So I've been using um, Twitch as a tool to like cut away through it, and I've been doing a pretty decent. I could talk about like what I've been playing through 2022 a little bit later, but that's kind of what I've been doing. And hopefully, uh, I've been working a little bit during my holiday break on some. YouTube material, so hopefully in 2023 there's actually going to be new Blade Blur content. Hey, you, you had just one top... video in 2022. You had one. Yeah, which was a top 10 games of 2021. That was in July. <laughs> topical. Very yeah, topical. I know. Look forward to top 10 games of 2022 in October of 2023. <laughs> it's all right. You got oh, Hopefully it'll be a little bit earlier, but the goal is that I don't want to just do that. There is more stuff I'm um, cooking, you can say, and... Um, Hopefully I didn't leave the oven running because I don't want my stew to be, like, you know, boil over and spill. But uh, that's the idea so far. So yeah, just Twitter, Blabler, YouTube, Blabler, Blabler. Blah. That's the nice. short answer. Now, we got the links below, but Blade, we know you're not a, uh, a drinker, but what are you having with us tonight? Do you have you have anything special? Because I know you tricked me beforehand, you son of a bitch. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm kind of a trick. I mean... If, 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 
If you have on your bingo card at home that I have water, congratulations, you can mark it off your bingo card. I should be drinking water today. We're, re we're recording this on the first. Starting off the new year right away. And uh, yeah, I brought mine in hungover. So <laughs> talking about traditions, I'm 36 and still doing this. Jim, how many of these power Same hours season. have we done where you're hurting? Too many. The answer is too many. <laughs> Jim, did it made you ever think, should we keep doing it on Mondays? It, it, <laughs> there is something to be said, because yeah. Nor yeah, normally when we record, actually we have a little bit of an update for uh, our schedule going forward for this year. So yes, normally we record on Mondays, sometimes Tuesdays, and we normally get it out on Wednesday or Thursday. This year we're going to try and, we're going to record earlier in the week, but try to just have a set day of Friday to release. Because... Oh, yep. Yeah, uh, the last one pretty well uh, on a Friday release. They're like, "Hey, let's keep trying that." So, yeah, no yeah. real, no real fancy reason beside, beyond that. It's that, and it's also like Jim said on the random times, whether it be a guest or one of us have shit going on. If we record later in a the week, then it's not like all of a sudden we're throwing off from Wednesdays to a Thursday. It can just always be a Friday. Unless, of course, for some reason we don't record at all, which I gotta say, last year I think we only did maybe two times. We only missed two or three, something like that. Yeah, and the one I missed, uh, Nick stepped in for us, so yep. that, that was pretty sweet. But, Jambers, what, mm -hmm. uh, what are you starting off the new year with? What are you drinking? So, actually, it's the first beer I've had of the new year because I did not drink all day until this point. So, um, I'm probably going to completely destroy the pronunciation for this. But uh, the Boreal Roos? Boreal? Boreal Roos? It's a, basically an amber ale. Uh, looks like it's French. And uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, it's all over from France. So my neighbor got this for me, actually. So I don't know where the hell they got it from. But yeah, they gave it to me as part of a Christmas gift. So I was like, ooh, thank you. Yeah, yeah this, is a, Italy. this is a nice... Uh, very amberish, but very dark. Uh, mm -hmm. Once you pop open the bottle, like you get that malt flavor right in your aroma, right in the nose. So it's pretty good. And then what? It's a solid drinker. Not a lot of lacing on the glass. It's pretty damn tasty. Nice. Yeah. So I am going with the North Coast Brewing Company's Old Rasputin Russian Imperial Stout, which comes in at what had it here? Nine percent. So Russian Imperial Stouts are my favorite beer type. They are just basically double your usual stout. Uh, they tend to be obviously dark like most stouts, heavy on coffee, heavy on chocolate flavor, kind of boozy at times, and this one is no different. If anything, it's actually a little light than most uh, Russian Imperials I drink. So yeah, if you like this style, it's not bad to try. I'll see how I feel at the bottom of this one. Right, you have to suck off the bottle when you're done like the Romanovs did. God damn it. History. God. Don't act like you know any history. Just because you watch YouTube about some history topics, don't act like you retain anything. Uh, it's better than me. I was thinking of Don Bluth right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. But Blade. I was thinking of Rasputin dancing with a bunch of like caterpillars and stuff. So. <laughs> that movie's a masterpiece. <laughs> Blade, it is we know a movie you don't that drink, exists. But we know True. you play yes. games. So, uh, first of all, congrats. You hit over 50 in the level 50 club. And once again, we want to say a huge, huge thank you to everyone. I updated yes. the list today. Um, it's done from 2022. It was a lot of fun. 
we said it a few times already but congrats to everyone who got it all done there but blade uh what have you been playing this past week Boy, well, first of all, I kind of want to address the challenge as a whole, because I remember I was taking, you know, the challenge exactly on this podcast last... Well, it wasn't to the day last year, but it was January last year when I officially Mm -hmm. said it. And when I first said yes, I'm like, oh, God, what am I getting myself into? Because I thought it would be, like, practically impossible to do this. But then I said to myself, like, let's just uh, think of a bunch of games that maybe I want to cut through my backlog and then... uh, as I mentioned earlier, I'll use Twitch as an excuse to do it. And a lot of the stuff that I played for the challenge were games that I actually never played before. A good example is that I played through entirety of like the Mega Man X series. I never played those games before. Um, I played one when I was younger, but I was like, I finished it like in 1998. So mm. I, I think that qualifies. It's been forever since I played it, so it's still kind of like newish in my brain. And some other stuff, like I haven't played, like, Ape Escape, for example, or some of the Kirby stuff. Um, right now, as what I'm playing currently is I'm trying to, like, tackle some of the stuff I have, um, not, uh, finished for 2022. Uh, my main thing right now I'm trying to finish is, um, Bayonetta 3. I am a, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of Bayonetta 1 and 2, but I will say right now that 3 doesn't captivate me in the same way. And I can't really exactly explain why. There's this element, this jeune ne the thing I cannot really explain. Something is just doesn't mesh well, but I'll finish it. It's just something is missing. That and um, it's the wrong British voice. Yep, that's what it is. <laughs> hey, yo, I gotta kill you, Vodstuck! Crikey! Fuck off the face, I cannot do it. Accent justice. Now, I mean, yeah, that, that's also like a dark cloud that was kind of like hovering around the game. Especially like a week before release, that just that was pretty poorly timed. Great, um, easy that's... podcast content. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, and the other thing is that I obviously one of the biggest games that came out last year is Elden Ring, and I kind of thought to myself that before I play Elden Ring, I kind of wanted to have more experience with the Souls games in general. So one of the games I did finish for the challenge was Demon Souls. I played the PS5 remake, which is excellent. But I thought now would be a good time to do Dark Souls. So right now I'm kind of going through Dark Souls for the very first time. And that game is also very very justifiably as good as everyone says it is. Yeah, I've never touched any of the Dark Souls, like, proper games. So, like, just to jump into my thing quick, like, I'm back into playing Elden Ring. So this is really the first FromSoft Souls game that I've been playing. So, right. Yeah, I kind of decided to do the. Yes, yes, I have. I'm kind of buying things. Going to be stuff I've been playing already, so I jump back into Elden Ring and I'm playing through more of Shadow to get the goddamn endings. So (laughs) it's a delight. But yeah, Blade, back to your point. Like, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, (laughs) it's just you know, walking around all of a sudden, turn the wrong corner, and even like a common enemy can just kick your ass in like four hits, and it's like, oh, dead, exactly. Elden Ring has the benefit at least you can go to different locations, you know, to at least fight a different group of enemies that might be a little bit easier to level up. But in the linear FromSoft stuff, you kind of have to, like, you know, eventually get good to actually overcome a challenge. And that's kind of the reason why I'm not touching Elden Ring yet, because I kind of want to have Dark Souls under my belt before that. So Just so, I don't know, to me, like, going from Elder Scrolls to, uh, uh, to Dark Souls... Sorry. 
Elden Ring to Dark Souls. It's so confusing with all those game games. Yeah, right. I, I, the scope decreases a little bit, you know, because you're going from an open world to like a linear game. And in addition to that, I heard there are like so many improvements in terms of the gameplay with Elden Ring. So I don't want to play through Dark Souls and be like, you know, this is good, but it's unlike Elden Ring. I don't, I don't want to have that going through my brain. So I kind of want to play Dark Souls and like have it, you know, be its own game. And then I'm going to play Elden Ring. And maybe if I like Elden Ring a lot, I'll go back and like play maybe Dark Souls 3 or something. So that's kind of like my goal right now. Well, Blade, like we were talking about before we started, that would be like somebody playing Resident Evil 1 Remake and then going and playing the original Resident Evil after and being like, well, clearly this sucks. Like, you have to get the appreciation the other way. And as someone who did start with Dark Souls, I never finished it. I went to Bloodborne, thought it was 10 times better. Um, just the way you played it yeah and and dark souls like yeah i don't know like the grindiness like there's something about it, it just never grabbed me and it made me kind of get bored of like i gotta stay in this area yeah as you said like grind out enough xp to get that da, 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 da. um whereas elden ring i may do the jump right to that because i've heard like a lot of I things agree. i yeah. don't like about the soul series are fixed in elden ring so I, I, I respect it, though. Like, if you're willing to, to trudge through those games, I mean, <laughs> some people... I mean, there's there's no going fast. You, you you are trudging through your own corpse many, many a time. <laughs> Unless he's just a superior <laughs> gamer. Could be, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I beat Demon Souls for the challenge. I mean, what did you do in that same, like, you know, caliber for your level 50, huh? Herbie uh, fully loaded. That's what I did. Okay, I, I'm 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 backing out. Like I cannot that. So. <laughs> Cockhead. There you go. <laughs> no, I, I will say honestly though, Brian. After playing, you know, a, a pretty decent chunk of like Dark Souls, like about like 20 hours or so, um, I do like Bloodborne better because I like the pacing of it better. Yeah. I grew I, I grew up with like you know the 3D hack and slash games like Ninja Gaiden, Devil May Cry, you know, the old school God of War. And I love the pacing of those games, and that's why I like Bloodborne better, because it allows you to, like, you know, bob and weave, you know, when yep. you have to deal with enemies, and then you can, like, counter them. Demon Souls is, or Dark Souls, both of them require a lot more patience, and, like, it's, it still works, I mean, I still enjoy the game, but, man, I do appreciate the kinetic combat of Bloodborne, or Sekiro, for that matter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, um, since last week... I did a little bit more Marvel's Midnight Suns, and um, I actually just finished watching two days ago that, uh, what the fuck is it called? The, uh, the Knives Out movie, Glass Onion. Yeah. Oh, it's thing. so good. <laughs> yeah. I so, I really liked Knives Out. I, me too. I liked that idea. You know what I realized? And it's funny, it's taken me this long in my life to realize this. I'm a sucker for detective movies. Yeah. <laughs> like, I really like that shit. And every time I watch it, it really makes me want to play some kind of detective game. So I went <laughs> back and played a game I beat six years ago, uh, Her Story, which okay. which is a good, just fun detective-style game. Um, and one of the games I'm actually going to start playing is on the list, so I'll save it. But um, yeah, that I actually beat that uh, yesterday or the day before. So technically, I added it to my level fifty club. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it's just a solid game. Outside of that, though, haven't had much time between New Year's Eve and doing all the random shit. But I am looking forward to uh, to what we're gonna have coming out because, as we announced to everyone who joined the level fifty club, 
we love our challenges. Everyone asks us, what are we going to do? So we made the announcement. We're doing 23 and 23. And the goal here is very simple. You have to play 23 new games. If you can't be games you haven't played or Blade, you can't be a born-again virgin and play a game you beat back in the day and try again. <laughs> you gotta play. It's gotta be a brand new experience. Doesn't mean the game has to be brand new. Just you've never played it. Um, and when talking, Jim and I said, you know what? 23 we know is very beatable, but also... Let's throw in beer as well. And Blade, I know you're not a drinker, so really you could just have all the macros and probably beat this if you wanted to try it. <laughs> but we want to throw in beers too, because Jim and I, we try a lot of beers. Um, I don't know how many we probably tried in a given year, but for a lot of other folks, it's very easy to just get your five or six beers. And we'll, uh, we want to throw it out there, see what games and what beers everyone's drinking this year. So that'll be the contest and very similar to Level 50 Club. I'll have a ranking board up there. So if you want to join in, just like Level 50, just do hashtag 23 and 23. Who knows what else is going to get tagged along with that, so I'll do my best. But the easiest way to make sure you get on that leaderboard is at least just tagging Jim on Twitter or Instagram, Facebook, anywhere our discord uh just jump in with us and it doesn't matter when you start we love seeing the participation that reminds me i should start a channel for 23 so and actually yeah good old uh hibiki started already doing um a level 50 for this year so he already jumped in there so if you want to do level 50 again if you psychos out there want to beat 50 more games have at it use the hashtag feel free have fun because that's one you can do every year if you want I mean, we mentioned with the Level 50 Club, uh, our buddy Lucas, so he rounded out the year by doing 150 games. So he tripled us. Um, wow. And that's the deal. I'll track it. If you want to do 20, if you want to do 50 again or 100, I'll track it. Like, I'll throw it on the list here. But, uh, yeah, we're saying, like I said, the goal here is to do 23 new games. So... It, mad props for anyone who wants to keep going with the level 50 as Jim and I said and Blade I don't know if you felt the same way as awesome as it was going through the backlog there was a moment of like especially us creating it like fuck I just gotta get through a game like I almost forced myself to not dick around as much and it like really made me go uh, let me be a little more picky towards the end of the year and not start a game at 60 or 70 hours because I need to get to 50 games yeah. Right, yeah, that's kind of why I did some of the longer stuff. I think the longest games I finished last year were, besides Demon's Souls, were the two Pokemon games that came out with both Arceus and um, Pokemon Violet. And I think that's fair to say those games are not exactly games you can finish the main campaign in a course of like an hour. Oh, no. But the idea is, like you said, is that you kind of want to enjoy the game and I feel, you know, like, oh... I need to get to the end because I can have like a little like check mark that I've done something instead of actually playing the game and enjoying it at your own pace, which I mean I get like the appeal sometimes to go fast as possible, that's why speedrunning is such a popular thing, but I'm the kind of person that I like to like, you know, soak in as much of the atmosphere and like really immerse myself in an experience. I know immersion is like an overused word when it comes to game criticism nowadays, but it's true. I just like to enjoy my time and Sometimes it doesn't allow that, so may maybe I'll cut my thing in half. I'm not gonna do 50, but I I'll try at least to make at least a lot of my experiences new. And I actually have an idea how to make the challenge even more interesting for myself. 
if I may uh, raise Go a suggestion. On. Go on. How about the? How about this? Like I, I need to play games I haven't played before, right? Why, why not you choose maybe one game for me to play that I haven't played before? And and I want to do a caveat. Don't give me a bad game. Don't give me like you know, Kaka, uh, play a fifty cent bulletproof or something. Like no, don't give me that. Like I want to like choose like say you have like your top 10, 20 games. You're talking about the last podcast. Mm -hmm. Maybe one of those. Like maybe something I need to like open my eyes and finally fill in a hole in my education. Like Jim, for example, I never played Star Fox sixty four ever properly. Maybe that's something I need to do. Okay. No, I. Uh, you know, I actually like the idea, and we can obviously do it within the group. You can take, if you really want to take suggestions from 23 different people, or you could say, I'll take suggestions, like five of my suggestions will be from people. Whatever it is. I like that idea, though. I'll gladly yeah, take it, a suggestion from you. and from It kind of makes like, oh, the, you know, list. yeah, because it makes the challenge more interesting in a way, because, you know, I get to hear, like, you know, what other people like, and maybe see if my taste somehow, like, you know, coincide with that. It'll, it'll do a little bit of a... add a new flavor to the challenge, I suppose. That's kind of what I was thinking of doing to make it... Yeah. Unique. <laughs> it's a good idea. Yeah, I, I like, like that. It. I, I have those every once in, like, you know, 13 months. <laughs> 13, son of a bitch. <laughs> no, but, uh, Jane Damn Jim. Oh, go on. Go on. <laughs> I'm just, I, I just wanted to damn a gym. That's Damn it! Do <laughs> I didn't do anything this time. <laughs> Oh, Give me time, I'll find a way. <laughs> Jim, we want also 23 uh, crusty corner stories out of you. Oh, Just Jesus Christ. <laughs> mm. Jim, create new crusty corner stories, actually. <laughs> well, you, you need a jingle for that, too. It's Jim's crusty corner. <laughs> Boom. New contest. So there anyone who go. listens to the show. You come up with the jingle for the crusty corner, and the winner will get a prize pack. A, a little lead-in. We'll, we'll add it every time. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be right after the dead bird of the week. So just so you know, right now, Blade, what you just sung is going to be the lead-in from this point on. <laughs> we have to do crusty corner. It's crusty uh, corner. It does work. Jim, it does Jim, work. Here, here's it's, the deal. It's such a soft voice for, like, a terrible, terrible title. That's why it works. It's so good. I know. Jim, are you going to have any stories after this coming weekend? Uh, we <laughs> remains to be seen because we are recording this on the 1st. We'll be going to Super Magfest this year. I think we mentioned it before, Ooh. but we paid for, you know, tickets are paid for, rooms booked, all that bullshit. So we will definitely be there. Uh, we'll be there Friday and Saturday. We all have to leave early on Sunday. But, you know, if you're around those two days, definitely if you see us around, come say hi. Or shoot us a message and we'll try to meet up, all that bullshit. Have fun for me, please. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, Jim doesn't fall asleep or I don't lose them. You know, who knows? I make no promises to either. <laughs> but, uh, Chambers, uh, we also we did a lot of thanking this week, but we also got to thank our good buddy Zwick, who now is at our $5 tier. Zwick, I can only imagine what you're going to ask us to review. He already sent it in. Are... Actually, Brian, it's something you'll be happy to hear about because it's hard. It's called uh, Kudelka. Oh, it's a PS One game. Uh, I think what do you, what, what part of the series? Uh, not Vandal Hearts. What fucking series are we trying to think of? It's like kind of part of it. Oh, um, how do you spell it? Uh, K O U D E L K A. God, not Deception, is it? It's, a, it's an expensive Kudelka. bastard. So I'm gonna have to do it some is. wheeling and dealing to get that. But 
And it's not on the PlayStation Store either. So that's always fun. But no, we will get it and we will play it. It's from Shadow Hearts. That's what it is, Shadow Uh, Shadow Hearts. Shadow Hearts, there we go, yeah. So I've never... Okay, I'm, I'm... Obviously, you know I'm game. Yeah, me. Yeah, what do you call? It? I never heard of it either. Uh, he says apparently it's pretty good, but it's gonna be picking up items is annoying because you basically have to like squat down with your ass and Stop. pick them up. You have to be mm. like that. Yes. Yeah. All right. Cool. But it's on the list, so it'll be out. That review will come at some point in 2023. Yeah. Yeah. We we already have the backlog of a few games. We got Jim charging through his shadow. Sure. <laughs> Who it knows? Doesn't Maybe get it'll better. be more than a B. It just gets you know what out of spite i'm gonna fucking make it an a i will spite you sir <laughs> jason griff's voice acting is perfect <laughs> hey shadow <laughs> where's that damn fourth chaos emerald <laughs> the game doesn't get better you just play it more and it gets worse i i've never had this happen before it just gets worse and worse the more you play it well, you know that, what they say, the, the more of, the merrier. I mean, Jim, I was going to say, isn't that the case since Sonic 3? Like, the more you play that, the worse it gets? I mean, I'd have to agree. I mean, <laughs> just just tacked on bullshit to extend that game time, right? Huh? We, we all agree, especially Blade. Blade hates I, I have swords in my closets that need some <laughs> ironing. I'm just saying, you know, like, they're ready for... <laughs> my name is Blade for a reason. Yeah. I'll make sure I make the cut. Oh, you start. <laughs> you want to come to a pun fight, motherfucker? Yeah. Oh, wait, I can't say naughty words on YouTube anymore. Oops, there goes my channel. Oh, yeah, demon- yeah, oh, yeah right, demonetized. Whoops. Ah, suckers. I never made any money to begin with. Come for it. I don't <laughs> give a shit. <laughs> come and get my 0.01 dollars that I made. Goddamn right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but Zwick, once again, thank you. So, Jambers. What do we have from our awesome patrons this week? Yes, patreon.com slash drink a beer and play a game, where for as little as $2 a month, you can ask a question and we'll answer on each and every single one of these Power Hour podcasts. So, first up from JD Mains, you get a lot of dismal, shitty game requests through Patreon. Parentheses, I try not to do that. What era or genre of games do you feel like you're missing out on as far as game reviews and would like to do more of? Era, I don't, I'm not so worried about the era. Like, I would like, <clears throat> as I said to you before, I think PS2, Xbox, GameCube, Dreamcast, like, that era has so many games that are, I think that's the best time of gaming. That, that's just my opinion. Um, not saying there's not shit, but I, I don't know. Most games surprise me how good they hold up this day and age. Mm-hmm. Um, but genre... I would, and going back to Blade being a smart man like he is, I do want suggestions for game styles I don't do. Like we said, we don't do JRPGs. Now, that's a conscious decision because, one, it's a ton of time. But it's also, like, I don't know the right one to really start with, and I don't want to just jump into, like, you know, a Chrono Trigger or whatever because I don't want to, like, be really disappointed. I want a game that truly could be, like, a gem that is a good, like, gateway drug into something like that. So there are genres I don't play nearly enough. Mm-hmm. So it would be nice to uh, to get something like that every once in a while. Like like one game that really surprised me was uh, Tiny Tank that Nick requested. Mm-hmm. I would have never played that before. That was fun. It was like different and something I would have never played otherwise. So yeah, I mean I, I never know. even heard of it until he suggested it. So, <laughs> but yeah, um, to go for like era, um, actually back to your point. 
there is so much from like the GameCube and original Xbox that I just never got around to at the time. So that's like a big gaping hole in my like, you know, game knowledge for the most part. That's why I'm trying to play a lot of GameCube games for my resolution games this year, just to get more of them out of the way. So that would be cool. And yeah, I mean, I guess JRPGs is my biggest gaping hole. <laughs> Jim, actually, you know what? I would say you're gaping. I mean, you have a lot of gaping holes, but I would say one of your big ones is also... Sir. As of late, it's been and demonetized. <laughs> it's been hard because you used to be Mister. You liked Resident Evil too, but like I feel like you've fallen off the horror wagon so much, and you haven't played modern horror like at all. That Jim. I would like to see what your feelings are on some of the more like legit newer scary games. Man, eh, yeah, that is fair. I haven't played a lot of horror in ages, so man, yeah, that's something I could hit up. Hit up modern horror. Yeah. Close yeah, it'll be a thing of, like, what should I play, though? Like, do I fucking do the meme shit like Slender, like, jump into, like, Resident Evil Village or something? I don't know. I want to see you do things, like, even, like, you know, layers of... Uh, layers of fear. Of, layers of fear. Amnesia. Soma, amnesia. Like, I want to just see your reaction, because I know you're a jumpy little bitch, as I put <laughs> So... <laughs> so, yeah, I would just like to see your feelings of those games <laughs> alien isolation which is still the best alien game out there like you i do really want to play that shit. that's the game's gonna make me shit my pants but i do want to play it <laughs> yeah yeah to those listening to the audio version jim just winced <laughs> <laughs> i mean i mean blade you you know us you watch us i mean what's a genre you think we don't get to cover that much wait i, I can know. watch you guys <laughs> sometimes <laughs> Um, I think, I mean, <laughs> with a show called Drink a Beer, Play a Game, like, I don't think RPGs would usually align with that, like, you know, um, Longer moniker, drink. I should say, so I think that's a very, uh, No, just get fair. real drunk, Dorian, and go, fuck, this is boring! Glug, glug, glug. <laughs> Let me tell you about Final Fantasy. Titus and Yuna <laughs> were meant to be together. Uh, I get I, real I, I, into it, real emotional. <laughs> yeah, like, it was so beautiful. They were the perfect couple. <laughs> no, but but There's seriously, twenty people named Sid. I don't get it. <laughs> Who's the real Sid? Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but but I would say like when it comes to JRPGs, like there's a lot of like good like entry level ones that don't tuck down to the player, but can still be very fun. Like I would highly recommend something like the Paper Mario games. Like, I think those games are very, like, easy to get into without being, like, you know, overblown with, like, a lot of lore and a lot of, like, fluff that doesn't really add much to the experience. Or, heck, even something like the South Park games that came out, like, in the last decade, those are actually really good turn-based I RPGs. love those. Yeah, no, yeah. I said Stick of Truth is has been on my favorite list for many years, except this one. And I have the, uh, the newer one. Fractured um, Foothole. Yeah. I just haven't dove into that. But, yeah, that... Those games are great. Yeah, and that's kind of like where I'm going to is that you play those games. They could be the gateway for something like Paper Mario, and Paper Mario could be the gateway for something like, say, Shadow Hearts, for example, a game that has like similar mechanics to uh, Paper Mario. Like, say, there's like a giant ring that slowly closes in, and as the closest you are to the outline that they give you, the more damage you do, which is very similar to like Paper Mario or Stick of Truth. You know, when you press, you know, A or whatever mm -hmm. button, you do more damage. So. I would say, like, the best way to, like, tackle any kind of new genre is that start with, like, you know, like, not necessarily, like, simpler as, like, you know, 
you know, surface level, like, you know, just, like, press one button to win, but, like, games but that are easier awesome. to get into. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. I, I, I mean, but here's the deal. No, I think you're... You, you're hitting the nail on the head for why I don't want to jump right to Chrono Trigger. Some of these games yeah. are regarded as the best because, one, if I go right to that, I might not appreciate it if I don't play some more mid team Like, kind of like you're doing with Dark Souls. You're working your way to Elden Ring so you can appreciate it better. Yeah. Versus but- going, in, going in reverse. So, I like that idea. Yeah, and, and I think that's like a smart way to tackle that. And I think also... Um, regarding the sixth generation of consoles, which I would, you know, GameCube, PS2, and Xbox, and I think Dreamcast is like an honorary member of that club. Sure, we yeah, could say for that. Sure. I think the the I would argue it's probably one of the best, if not the best, video game generation because of all, like there's quantity and quality at the same time. Like there's a lot of options, and it's crazy, um, like how much came out. And I want to tackle some of those games that I missed. And a really good example is like during the past, you know, Game Awards, for example. FromSoft actually announced a brand new Armored Core game, yeah. and I never played any of the Armored Core games, and I think a lot of the FromSoft Souls fanatics also didn't play those games, so all the Armored Core games right now are going up in price, and by that I mean add like a zero to the price like at the end of what it used to be, so it's like three digits worth now. Yeah, it's insane so how like, much for, expensive they are. Yeah, like for example, like I just got this. Um, uh, it's not E-Rock Demorumba. Unfortunately, it's not, you know, backwards like the characters. It's Armored Core, but I thought to myself, maybe this will be a good time to, like, you know, maybe try some of those games before the new one comes out. And the director of uh, Elden Ring, like Miyazaki-san, also worked, I think, on the series since the fourth game, I want to say. Yeah, the f- actually, no, this was his first game, but he didn't direct it, technically. Mm-hmm. The point is, is that it'll be... Interesting to see the history of a franchise before where we are gonna be, you know, at that point in the future when it comes to the sixth game coming out. And there's a bunch of other stuff. I'm, actually, FromSoft is a company I really want to explore their games. I mean, like, they also had like a traditional RPG too, for whatever reason that I don't know much about. Huh. With uh, Evergrace, there's also a bunch of other games they have. Um, uh, for- uh, Forever Kingdom was like a prequel to. Oh. Speaking of horror games, since you guys love horror, FromSoft also had a horror franchise called Echo Knight, which I'm not sure if you heard about. Is that that PS1 game? That the, the yes. kind of weird looking like corridor thing, dungeon yes. crawler kind of game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah which, it, which is really fascinating to me because each game in that series, like there's three games, the second one ever came out in the US, but it they all take place in a different environment. Like, you know, in the first game, it was kind of like, you know, a mansion. But then the PS2 one, the third one, and beyond, actually takes place in space. Like, you're part of, like, you know, in a deserted, like, you know, uh, in a space station, a part of the expedition that went horribly wrong. Huh. So, so I think, like, the whole idea, like, what kind of, what Brian said earlier about, like, you know, um, try maybe, like, some of those, like, you know, modern horror games. Maybe also try, like, you know, those, like, PS2 era, like, you know, Japanese horror games as well. That yeah. maybe didn't get as much of, like, an attention, like, say, Silent Hill or Resident Evil. Right. Exactly. And keep it within the games that aren't 300 bucks now, because that's what they all goddamn are. I didn't say Kuon. Kuon is like a thousand bucks. I will never say that. <laughs> oh, God. Nah, nah, Kuon, no Kuon is even more expensive than Rule of Rose. That's the crazy part. Jesus. I mean, not for nothing, I am quite happy. I discovered a very reliable way to emulate now PS1 and PS2 games. So... <laughs> That's what I'll be doing, probably. Yeah. Those. 
you know, with prices like that, I mean, what can you do anymore? And there's no. I'm not, yeah, I, I, I won't spend that kind of money. On it. It's crazy. Like, I'm not gonna spend a thousand bucks on a FromSoft uh, like horror game. I mean, thanks, but no thanks. Here's the reality: <clears throat> sealed or not, I wouldn't. I mean, well, definitely not sealed. <laughs> Any, I would not ever spend more than let's say 150. If I'm being generous on a, on a CD based game because CDs so notoriously have such a shitty lifespan. Even if like you kept it great, like it could have a little scratch, it could have this. Like it, they're not hardy enough to last. And unless it's strictly for collect collection, chances are you might be buying something that could be a little defective or will. Yeah, be especially if you if, buy it from like eBay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Or like Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> that's kind of where I was going, Jim. <laughs> well, that's that's evergreen. That's always gonna work, no matter what. All discs are gonna be corroded. Second disc. Shadow the Hedgehog Second is gonna stand disc the already. I mean, Jim, the good news is you went with GameCube, so it's half the disc, so it's half the price, right? Yeah, that's how it works. That's it. <laughs> well, why not go for the whole series? Like, get the Xbox version and the PS2 version as well. I have the which PS2. Is the... Jim, get the Xbox while you're at it. Come on. Get the PS2 version, because it's the only version that allows the Switch dialogue to Japanese. There you go. I got the better version. <laughs> the more, the barrier. I'm going to be no. the king of shadow. <laughs> Now, JD, though, great question. Great like question. Yep. Yeah. And last up from Burn Retinas, have you guys ever thought about reviewing game peripherals? Yeah, I mean, Jim, you've done a couple of the like game. I forget how what you call it. Game. Just hardware reviews, like yeah, hardware reviews. So yeah, Jim's already done that, especially like he did the biosensor for N sixty four. Um, I have like some random stuff, but Jim has a lot of random gaming peripherals. The problem is, it is tough to. It's I think it's tougher to review those because in general, most peripherals are usually very limited to the number of games you can do. So that shit can get mad expensive. Like once you start racking up, like if you need to get the right game with it, da da da. Yeah. So I would love to, um, but other than what Jim has and I have already. Like we were talking about with pricing of shit, it would be so expensive to get some of this. Would I love a Robert the Robot? Of course. But am I willing to pay whatever it is, which I'm sure is too much? No. Yeah, I do have some more goofy stuff that I, could, I do want to make reviews of. Like like I said with last year, level 50 got in the way of me doing like any side content. But yeah. I do want to get back into that this year because I have a couple goofy-ass things I want to talk about. Another problem with that, too, is like setting it all up and like getting all the B-roll shots and shit like that for, you know... A video that may or may not get watched at all, so it's just like, man, that was a lot of work for nothing. Mm -hmm. Well, Jim, the good news I just found, speaking of Robbie Robot, you can get a 1985 uh, NES test market box with Rob the Robot, all the stuff, for the low, low price of just under $3,500. Oh, wow, Brian, you can suck steal. my balls. <laughs> Jim, but it comes with zappers. Come on. Zappers. Zappers. I have a perfect kidney to sell right yes. here. <laughs> yes, light now, guns. The easiest thing in the world to record game footage for. <laughs> See, I, I would like to do shit like uh, if we had a legit like power glove that we knew worked, I would like to do like drunken long plays with a power glove. I think that would be pretty funny. Yeah, speaking of crusty corners. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. <laughs> Jim, you're not playing with crusty corner. My, the B button don't work no more. Damn it. Jim, you're not playing with power. <laughs> well, you're yes. playing with sour. Damn. 
<laughs> That's true. I need more beer. God damn it. <laughs> now, good question. Burn Retina is like I said, it's definitely not something out of the, but like Jim, he's a king of, I, I've even bought and shit at Goodwill that I'm waiting to just give to him. It's a lot of those plug and play games. Like the one is straight up a Darth Vader face controller that, God. <laughs> you know, I don't even know what's on there. So yeah. He has the patience to do that. Like, whereas me, like, I would play and just get a little giggle out of it. But I actually do. I, I fucking lost the footage for it. I recorded a lot of my pl- uh, plug and play footage years ago. That I was going to oh, make wow. a video for. And then I lost all the footage somehow. So I've got to redo all that. I do have, like, I have, like, five or six plug and plays. I do want to, like, do a little video on those. You love your plug and plays. Yep. Just give me a hole and I'll stick it in. That's why it's gaping. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> well, on that note, thanks everyone for the questions this week. And once again, if you you know want to ask a question to us for these great answers that we just gave, uh, head on over to our Patreon. And of course, head on over to all of our socials. All the links are below, including the Reddit and the Discord, so you can join those communities and you know talk to us whenever you want. Yeah. Now, truly appreciate it, guys. Thank you for the support, and can't wait to. Get your questions in this year so we can actually answer them on the podcast. Take care, everyone. Oh, wait. No, we're still going. (laughs) (laughs) All right, gents. So, Chambers, how did that French beer that you could not pronounce, how did it treat you? It's good. It's kind of a bog standard amber ale, but it's really good. And it's like kind of just what I need right now, like an easy drinker. But it's still, you know, a step above flavor wise and mouthfeel what you would get from like a Coors Light. So, it's good shit. That's a low bar to set. <laughs> you can't just say. Okay, I'm not exactly talking it up there, but no, it's a very good amber ale. <laughs> All right, okay, let's compare it to like Fat Tire. That's one of the better amber ales. I like Fat Tire a little more, but this is still fine. Okay. So yeah, this uh, old Rasputin, um, not my favorite. It, really? It's not. It's not bad, but it's very light. Like I said, the thing that makes Russian Imperials good is usually they have a lot of the chocolate, coffee flavor. This one had more of a bitterness that you don't really find, and it didn't taste that boozy, and it was actually kind of light. Like, it just left that, like, acrid kind of feeling in your mouth. So, Hmm. not my go-to. Never had anything from this brewery. No, no shame on them, but yeah. Now I switched over to uh, finish off my winter lagers because I don't want to count these in my 23 and 23, but the old Rasputin, I can. So uh, these are good. I only have two left anyway, so I want to bang through them. What you, you move go. on to, Jambers? Uh, oh, with, with the, okay. No, I didn't miss a thing. I know. I moved on to a different. Uh, I always are like to check Aaron? the Patreon to make sure that they don't have, you know, late entries coming in. But uh, oh, I thought you were trying out for Aerosmith. You don't want to mess a thing. Deal with a pun off tonight. What a, what a wonderful <laughs> existence. What a wonderful way to bring in the air. But now I have another one of these uh, Roos malt uh, ales, and then I'm just going to have a Miller Lite after that. So, so okay. in other words, when it comes to alcoholic drinks, you need more of them. Jeff. <laughs> 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 Yeah, it's kill. like getting sucker punched from like both directions at the same Urge time. To kill. <laughs> Why do I keep inviting this guy back? <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> KO! <laughs> Jim, don't go crazy. Okay, okay, all right, enough. Moving on. We have <laughs> on to the news. 
So, uh, Jamers, you put up a tweet here, and it comes to us from Mark DWYZ, and he's basically making the statement that there was a deranged game dev at Serlin, maker of Fantasy Strike, trademarks a common Japanese word, Yomi, and proceeds to DMCA take down small indie games for Christmas without warning. The two games were Yomi Hustle and Yomi... Domini? 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 Dom, Domini, whatever. Um, and he has a list of, like, basically the interactions from those developers or those basically being like, what the hell, my game was pulled from Steam. And anyone who knows about Steam, uh, it, that was right around the time of the beginning of the winter, winter sale, which for, I'm sure, indie developers, like, that's huge because you get a huge volume of games. Like, I already bought five games over a winter sale. Um, <clears throat> and... What's fascinating about this is this guy, Mark, basically goes on and keeps talking, but he but he keeps updating and posting based on responses. And this guy, David Serling, who, as we said, he's maker of Fantasy Strike, which I never heard of that. Did either of you? Nope. Can't say I have. He kind of is just taking the approach like it's just a legal thing. Like, you know, we got it. We did a trademark, so now we have to protect it. So you kind of have two sides of this where it's like he's saying he trademarked, so he has to do this. And then even um, the one of Yomi Hustle, and I don't have the names. I think it's Ominous Horizon uh-huh. Studios, basically said, or no, Ivy Sly basically okay. said, hey, just so you know, us and David are actually on good terms. Please don't speak for me. Like, we fucked up. It was a legal issue. We fixed it. And this person, Mark, is kind of saying, like, well, this is a big, like, if you don't do what I tell you, you're going to get slapped. It's very, it's a very odd interaction. My bigger problem is, I just mentioned the fact that I played Trek to Yomi, and Yomi is literally the Japanese word for the underworld, or in other cases, it can also be used to, like, like learn to read or something. Yeah. So it has a few connotations. That'd be fucking crazy. I told Jim, what would you think would happen if all of a sudden, like, Capcom said, we're going to trademark the word street, and any game afterwards that uses street, you can't use? That's so weird that that could even happen. So, I don't know. What are your guys' take on this? Yeah, I was actually about to do, like, the whole, like, well, actually, like, thing when it comes to the... I saw saw the hand. I saw the hand. (laughs) Actually, well... No, but you are right. Um... Yomi actually does mean read. It's, it's the verb for read, for essentially. Read, yeah. So that's such like you know a common verb. Which trek to Yomi? That's also very interesting that they use that because usually the word associated with darkness is Yami. Kind of like why, for example, speaking of like what Jim likes, Yu-Gi-Oh, Yam Yugi, Dark Yugi. So kind of interesting, you know, way that they chose to go with not to trek to Yami, but trek to Yomi, even though. That game is also kind of like a very dark game, like deliberately dark in its aesthetics. Um, yeah, it's like, why would you like trademark a word like, you know, like you said, the street or I don't know, like or, or even worse, like tr- uh, like trademark the word A, like, you know, like A something. Like, what if somebody trademarked Hades? Like, literally, that'd be the same here as if somebody trademarked Hades, so then the developer of Hades has the right of it. And and the reason why they can't go after Trek to Yomi is the person who has this trademark, basically, if you use Yomi after, just like Yomi Hustle, and in this case, Yomi Damini or whatever, mm-hmm. that's, that's, why, that's why they can't go after Trek to Yomi. 
They only can go after people who use it. Kind of like stone, Jim. It's I, was, like I, I was waiting for my turn because I was going to bitch about stone brewing again. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, let me hear what your thoughts are, Jamers. Because yeah. I was going to say before you, you stole my thunder from me, Brian. <laughs> the goddamn, our good old buddies at Stone Brewing have been doing this to the small fucking breweries forever. Because anyone that uses the word stone in any way, they will send their legal team after. Because they're a big ass fucking thing. And they're cocksuckers. And I hate them. So, but they do make a good beer, assholes. But, like, yeah, like, it's just such a shit thing to do. It's, it's you know, it's copyright trolling. It's all that bullshit. I do like that Trek Yomi got away with it because their sentence tree is different. So, hey, there's some grade school fucking uh, English class for you to come in handy. But it's still, it's just so goddamn, like, I get it's an easy way to, like, you know, be the front runner and to get even some easy cash for people to shut up or to play nice or something like that. But, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's, it's scummy shit. But to me, it's funny, because when I was reading this article, I didn't know, like, anything about it until I read about it. And I think that a lot of people are in the same, like, you know, area as myself. They don't know anything about this. So, like, having ownership on a word wouldn't necessarily change anything, because most people still don't know anything about it. So what does that really accomplish? And and here's the deal. What's funny is the Serling... I'm just going to call it Serling, the, the company... They made a game called Yomi in, like, 2015. So it's, like, not a new thing he copied. Like, I, well, he did copyright it. Recently, yeah. More recently. It's just, it's it's weird. This, this Mark guy who's reporting on it, like I said, he's kind of, I think, skewing it a little hard. Um, because it does seem like whether they were influenced to do it or not, this Ivy Sly is kind of like, I appreciate everyone's concern, but, like, for real, like, this isn't a big deal to us. Like, we, we changed our name. Yes, it sucked. I, I don't know what the backstory is, but I, I decided to dig a little deeper, and I went on Serling's Games on Steam. Oh, my God, are they getting review bombed right now? Oh, I and bet they are. Like, all like, like this Fantasy Strike, which is basically a Street Fighter ripoff, um, <laughs> it, like, now is sitting at mixed reviews. And it's funny, it's like the last 40 reviews have been overwhelmingly negative. And you just read them. My favorite one was someone wrote the word Yomi, but finished Yomi with mind. Yo, mind if I don't like this game anymore. Like, <laughs> like people were using like nice little things like that. So I was it's like, cute. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's a very Jeez. odd thing to do. Um, it, it begs a question. I know legally you don't want to set a precedent that you have to fight for whatever your trademark is, right. but the public opinion, can that outweigh? And I don't know how big Starling is. Maybe they make a ton of money, but none of us have ever heard of them. Their games aren't, don't seem like notorious. They're so not household like, names either way. Is this kind of biting you in your own ass just as a dick move? Kind of like we said with Stone. I mean, for now, it's the most fucking press he's ever gotten. So I guess there's yeah. something to be said for that. But uh, I, I wish there was like a social blade for like Steam reviews, so you could see where they were until a certain point, and then like you yeah, because until you can see like the overwhelming like drop off, so you can actually yeah. get a good idea of how the game actually is before the controversy. But yeah, I mean, it, it it's terrible optics, but he's getting more attention from it. So hey, mission accomplished, Even. I guess. Even bad, bad publicity is publicity, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's it's an interesting one. Right, copyright um, drink. I, for real. I mean, at this point, you, can you just copyright the word beer? <laughs> like, the Ooh. fuck? Like, if you Water, Blake Blur, 2023. Yeah. 
Like, I'm, you know what? I'm a copyright blade. <laughs> Wait, oh. you can't use your channel name anymore. Oh, hey, up, bitch. the sweetest thing I've heard this year. <laughs> Wait, this year just started. Yeah. Damn, from you're not on, even a dad. You can't do the dad joke like that already. Yeah. Fuck. From, from now on, you're going to be Spoonblur. Spoonblur. <laughs> Spoonblur. Yeah. Is, is that like supposed to be like the tick or something? Spoonblur. Oh. oh, you son of a... Don't you be pulling those out. <laughs> God, I miss that show. Damn it, Jim. It's not the critic. It's I miss that as well. It was a golden <laughs> era. Yeah. But yeah, now this is uh it's one I do want to follow up on. It doesn't seem like this guy Serling is really willing to interact. Like he retweeted some things about it, but it seems Yeah, I I was wrong. checking his page. He hasn't directly addressed it at all. So he's just, you know, like that Ivy guy, like defending him basically. He retweeted that. Yeah. So we'll see if anything more interesting comes out. I just want to see, like Jim said, I'm gonna keep following that game and his thing. Like how long does it take to fizzle out? Like, the initial uproar of people being like, that guy's bullshit, and then does it just all go away real fast? It's the internet, and this started in, on December 22nd, so um, probably no one knows or cares <laughs> by now. It's probably over. Well, Jim, I mean... It's 2000 and late, Brian. Speaking of over, let's talk about your boy, Yuji Naka. Oh, boy. Close to the heart for poor Blade Bar over here. <laughs> Sonic fans everywhere. And all like I mean, three nights, nights in the dreams fans that are left. <laughs> we've, we've been covering this for for a while, but uh, update as of December twenty seventh uh, that Yuji Naka have been in formally indicted. Yeah, so they were violating financial instruments and exchange law. So, oh, Brian, you asked a while ago too about like why you know is nothing really happening if he's being technically arrested. Uh, Elvin Monk in Discord was telling us basically, like in Japan, like certain monetary crimes, like you don't really get arrested right away, or it's up to a certain limit for the amount of it. It's more just oh. like a slap and arrest or a fine or something like that. <laughs> well, now that he is beat, but no, like, is it? Still or just much dishonor. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> don't you dare! Unless you're gonna say it in the right accent, what? you can't say that. Dishonor. <laughs> Blade, now your accent. <laughs> I, I'm not going to drag this further down <laughs> mud. I can barely pull off a proper American accent. Don't even ask me to do anything else. Really, the reason he doesn't want to say anything is here's a picture of him and Yuji Naka together. Oh, oh you know, God. I'll say this about the whole thing is that this is, a, this is a lesson. The moral is don't ever... Don't do insider trading. No, don't work with Yuji <laughs> Naka. <laughs> that too... But also, don't ever, like, idolize anyone, ever, because they're never perfect. Ever. Don't meet your heroes. <laughs> ever meet yep. your heroes, exactly, yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, with Yuji Naka, the whole, like, um, um, whatchamacallit, uh, morning that I got, is that when he was very blatant about the whole, like, Michael Jackson involvement in Sonic 3, when he was like, oh yeah, he was there the whole time, and I'm like... Were you supposed to just say that on a tweet, like, willy-nilly and just, like, confirm it, like, you know, just like that, like, without any kind of repercussions about it? That, to me, was, like, the red flag that's, like, uh, there's probably some other things, like, behind the scenes that I'm gonna pretend I'm ignorant and I, just, I don't want to know anything, like, just leave it alone and just leave then just everything just starts crumbling and 
Even worse than, like, the sales numbers for Balan Blunder World. <laughs> Went down to $8 in, like, four months. Woo, boy! Jim, Jim buy it now, so uh, eventually when it goes up, you can resell. I'm going to buy all of them for every system. <laughs> also, the, it's the number one game for, like, being the perfect, like, Mandela effect game. Because it's actually Balan Wonderland, not Wonder World. Even though Wonder World rolls off better than Wonderland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. I yeah. always call it Wonder World, too. Yeah, I, everyone calls it Wonder World. Yeah, but it's land. <laughs> oh, I should buy every copy and put it on a shelf next to all the copies of uh, Mighty Number no. 9 that I will accrue. And Babylon's Fall. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> So yeah, we we've covered this for over the past couple months. Uh, we'll cover whatever the final outcome of the sentencing is. It just keeps getting spicier. It's great. Thank you, Yuji. This yeah, is the I'm best content you've made in thirty years. I want to point out that Sonic the Hedgehog was not just made by one guy. So thank no, you now to Oshima for actually being a normal person and not being in controversies that I know Say, of. Just stay that you way. Just, you know, you just cursed him, right? <laughs> Not, not really, because I'm the only one who can actually pronounce his name correctly. Oshima. <laughs> it's Oshima, people. Sorry, that that was my weeb coming out. Okay, I'll just. <laughs> <laughs> it's you Naruto, know not Naruto. Okay. Stop. To be fair, Yuji Naka did make Shadow the Hedgehog, so he deserves everything that comes to him. <laughs> you know, Damn. you know, what was the last Sonic game that he actually quote unquote like had a hand in after was he it left? Secret Rings or something? Sonic 06. Uh, how fitting. How fucking fitting. <laughs> when until you get to that game? No, I will not. You fucking, you, you lovely patrons. Oh, I, I, oh. I, did, I never said any other word before that. I said <laughs> Jim, how do you really feel? Uh, at least I already have a copy, so when it comes, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> when it comes. It's not an if, so it's going to be a when, because I know it's a when. It's always a when. Well, it's no speak use. Speaking of when and if, and we knew this was coming, Blade, we talked about at the beginning of every year, we got to talk about games. And I know you like to wait till the middle of the year and really dive deep into your favorite games. But this year, we wanted to cover what are the 10 best video games of 2023 or 2022. I'm already on to next year. <laughs> so uh, we got the list. And as usual, we're just going to read through them. Talk about have we played them? What are your thoughts? Should they be on the list? And see what the thoughts are. So this and actually, before to cut you off real quick, like this is the one I picked. The one coming from Digital Trends. There's a ton of top ten lists from like all yeah, different sites. Sure. And they're all so goddamn different. But I was like, I, we can't go through like four lists and then go through like forty games or shit like that. But like, if you want to have like a cool little experiment for yourself, just look up top ten games and look like click the first five articles, and they're all completely different lists. I was gonna say like, yeah, there's only gonna be like two or three, maybe four games that you know for sure you're gonna see on every list, not counting the the order. But yeah, th this was an interesting one. So st let's start off with number ten. Blade, you mentioned you're playing it right now. Bayonetta three. Yeah, I mean, I you said yourself, it's uh. It's not tickling your fancy the same way as the other two. Uh, yeah, and uh, before actually before I go into that, I want to just address like you know how we handle like you know the top stuff. Like I think we need to decrease like our games because a lot of the times like you go from like the top fifty to twenty to ten because we found out there's just a lot of stuff to talk about games sometimes. So oh yeah, we definitely need to like, but we'll definitely give like some honorable mentions and like quick oh, for sure. stuff. Oh afterwards. yeah, so, definitely. 
if we forget a game, like, we're we just gonna let the people watching, we're sorry right now, but there's so much, like, time in the day to address absolutely everything, so. Yep. But let's start with uh, Bayonetta. I mean, Bayonetta 1 was my game of the year in 2010, and that was very close with Mass Effect, like, Mass Effect 2, actually. Like, they were really, like, close, but one like, Bayonetta 1 edged it. And then Bayonetta 2 was my favorite game of 2014. So I was thinking to myself that come 2022, I'm gonna have it happen with Bayonetta 3, and I can say it right now, it's not gonna be my game of the year. Um, I think that now that after, like, I was talking about earlier at the beginning of the podcast, I think my issue with Bayonetta 3 is that it's bloated. I, th I think what Bayonetta 1 and 2 do very good is, very well, I should say, is that they condense the story and the gameplay to make the pacing go by faster. I think Bayonetta 3 has, like, its head stuck its butt sometimes, that they want to make the story a lot more important and, and dramatic than it actually is, like, Oh no, will Bayonetta save the multiverse? Oh no, like, and then she meets this, like, punk chick, Viola, and, and like, how, how does she deal with this dramatic... At the end of the day, it's Bayonetta, like, the stories are kind of nonsense, like, way... Like, an excuse to, like, just have fun and, like, you know, kick, kick you know, enemies' butt, and... I, I think by doing that and also, like, making some questionable, like, um... Gameplay decisions, like, um... You know how, like, in previous Bayonetta games, you know, when you do, like, the climax actions, like, you know, when she summons, like, demons from her hair, like, you know, that, like, eh, giant, climax. like, wolf or the <laughs> butterfly chicks. I mean, it's called climax for a reason, I'm fully aware. Um, <laughs> 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 Damn it. All right. Um, <laughs> the, the reason is that this time you actually get to control those um, um, summons. So to say, like as kaiju battles, like you know, have like you know mm -hmm. this like giant monster you can control. But here's the kicker: when you summon a giant beast to the field and fight an enemy, Bayonetta is vulnerable because she has to like her like pole dancing in the meantime. So I'm focusing on one enemy, like you know, like that I'm fighting with with a kaiju. But then I also need to look at Bayonetta to make sure she's not damaged, and then I have to like you know escape like you know an enemy attack, and then I get hit. It, it feels a bit chaotic sometimes, it doesn't really lend itself well to the flow of battle. Unlike, you know, Bayonetta 2, which just basically made you, like, stronger for a few moments, and I think that was a bit better. I mean, don't get me wrong, like, I love Pacific Rim, I like, you know, giant kaiju fights and stuff like that, but... It just wasn't really handled well in 3 overall, and that's kinda why... Uh, it's my least favorite of the 3, but it's in no way, shape, or form a bad game, because it's still Bayonetta. Like, the combat is still really fun, it does... It, it is really fun, it's just, I think that, it's, it, you know, it's kind of an inverse of Devil May Cry, where I think, like, you know, Bayonetta kind of went downhill. Devil May Cry 5, like, came out, like, in 2019, and really, like, skyrocketed that series upwards. So I think that when Devil May Cry needed to learn from Bayonetta, I think now Bayonetta has to learn from Devil May Cry. I still need to play DMC5, too. I hear it's really good. Even people who don't like Devil May Cry tend to say DMC5 is good. D it might be the best of this series. It's between that or three. Like, I cannot really decide because they're both excellent for different reasons. But five yeah. is phenomenal. Uh, definitely. It's funny because when I made my top of 2019, I put Fire Emblem Three Houses as my number one. But now looking back at it, it probably would be DMC5 because I think it just perfected, you know, the quick action hack and slash games huh. genre to me. Hmm. And I don't say it lightly for the record because I play a lot of them. <laughs> So all I'm hearing is basically you're saying is uh, women aren't as good as men, 
Devil May Cry. Exactly. I am <laughs> sexist. Exactly. Well, Brian, there are there are such simple truths. Do we even need to say it? <laughs> it's it's like what is this returnal game? Why am I playing as this chick and why she's not in a bikini? Ew! <laughs> and why is she not stepping on me? Damn it, Jim! <laughs> Damn it, Jim! I know you and I. We haven't played this. Have we no have not about shut it. up about it. I mean, other than your girl Helena or whatever, and how you're still mad about her picture. Liar! Liar! <laughs> no, but <clears throat> it's a game. Here, the honest truth is, I played a tiny bit of the original Bayonetta. I don't have a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. I love that genre, so it is one I'd probably try in the future, but not anytime soon. Yeah, same here. I I really haven't touched the Bayonetta franchise at all, so I do want to eventually play it. But yeah, I'm not in any hurry. Yeah, but but Chambers. Speaking of things we have touched, and not talking about yourself. Vampire Survivors, and this is a game I I saw the hype for, and I was kind of like, eh, "Am I really gonna like it?" And then I played I I played it on Game Pass, and I went, "This is kind of stupid. It's like a walking simulator where you pick up powers." And then all of a sudden, like I was like, "I can't stop playing it." And then yep. soon I did a collectathon, which I haven't done in games in forever, where I was like, "I gotta unlock everything. I gotta see everything." I got to find everything. And I actually did the final collection on a stream. And since then, it's now available on your phones, which my my poop breaks are now so much longer and my legs fall asleep because I'm leaning on them because I am playing this. And I'm already like more than 75% through unlocks. And I only downloaded it like four days ago. So yep, it is ultra addicting. Yes, it's very simple. Yes, it's... I can't even call it a game. I don't know why it's so addicting, but it is the perfect mobile game. I think if it didn't switch to mobile, it wouldn't be. But Vampire Survivors is a game that it shouldn't be as fun as it is, and somehow it is. Because once you, it's very mindless. Once you get to the like evolved powers, especially if you have sex going on, you don't even need to look at the screen. You just move <laughs> around. If you're trying to find anything else. Um, but somehow it works, and yet it would be very silly to not have it on anyone's top ten list because just the impact and anyone who's actually picked it up and played it, you can't deny there's a factor of like, all right, one more game, well, like let me play it for a little bit longer, something like that. So it's doing something right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I enjoy it. What do you guys think? Uh, I've already, you know, wax poetic about it enough. Like I. I play it every single goddamn day. It's on my phone. <laughs> I play it every single goddamn day. So it's it's just that good. It just keeps bringing me back. It's it it's so stupid. Why why do I like to play it so much? And now I just build the same build every goddamn time so I can kill the red guy at the end, so I can get a few more golden eggs and shit like that to boost up my permanent stats for my characters too. It's it, it's it's almost sickening how much <laughs> it just has its grips in me. But it's that good. It's that good. Have you played at least ten times? Oh, I've played more than ten times. Just I, like Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh, fuck! I should have seen that coming. God <laughs> damn it! <laughs> well, here's the deal, Jim. Here's here's my question though: Is this a game that you'll collect everything, you'll finish it? Are you ever really gonna pick it up again? Like there will be, there will come a burnout point, and then all of a sudden, 
it'll be kind of gone forever. I'm, I am kind of at that burnout point. And actually, the iPhone version, which I've, which I've found out, there's a little glitchy, glitch, 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 glitch oh. in there. Where so, I mean, I guess spoiler if you want to skip thirty it's seconds ahead real fast, but yeah, eventually you can do a thing where you can uh, get two artifacts after you beat a certain thing, where you can choose it to make your life either easier or harder. So you need to have both of them to finish off, like you know, the goddamn list of unlocks. And I did both of them, but for one reason, the one didn't register, and now I can't go back to the thing to get it because I've already beaten the place where you have to go. So I'm like, oh, I guess I'm never finishing out this goddamn unlock sheet. So that's great. Fun. Wonderful. Why even pick it up anymore? <laughs> All that time wasted. Great. <laughs> but then I still pick it up and do it. <laughs> what about you, Blade? I haven't played it. I think a lot of the stuff I'm hearing about Vampire Survivor in general is just from hearsay from like other like channels that I watch. And apparently it's pretty much like this year's like big uh, roguelike game you know yeah two yep. years ago was hades last year was like loop hero and returnal and this year it's vampire survivor yep. um may i i, I kind of i'm not sure like do you actually control your character like you know you, yourself or is it automated like do you just you, you just control the movement you don't control the attacks yeah like, okay you get weapons that they're either like there are some weapons where the direction you're walking like there's these knives that where you're walking is where they go. Whereas other ones are just, it's like a circle around you. Other okay. ones automate it. So it is, <clears throat> I joke and I say it's a walking sim at the end of the day where you just find the power-ups and yeah, you might be trying to avoid some enemies early in the game, but uh, there is a point where you're just in a circle with thousands of things around you that you're just killing at a constant rate. Yeah, but I wasn't like gonna compare this to something like Dear Esther because it's a walking simulator. So. Yeah, yeah, it's not 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 quite as much walking as that. But no, but, it yeah, is, dude, just put it on your phone. It's free. Just put it on your phone. Yeah, exactly. It if, it's, it's, if it's free, it doesn't really like you know take much like you know resources like you know out of your phone. Why not? Just it doesn't. It does it, not kill your battery. Yeah, exactly. So, no, I mean, probably less than Pokemon Go, anyways. So there you go. Yeah, I can confirm. Yeah. So yeah, it's a game makes complete sense. It's gonna be on there. <laughs> it's <but> a game. <laughs> it's a game. I, I Jim and I, the hooks are in deep. But talking about a game that I knew would have to be on this list, that you know what? I know you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. Stray. Ride does that a lot with games. He sees anything remotely cute and he goes, "Nope, shit, overhyped." Uh, no, Jim. See you. you just like you, you need to play Astro's Playroom. That's what you need to do, motherfucker. Like Stop talking. That's a wholesome game. Just Goddamn like, right, it is. Just like Jim does terrible scores, he has terrible takes on things. It's not that I think that they're a terrible game. It's that I know that's not a game for me. Like I can recognize. Not saying Astro's. I'm saying there's other games. That I'm just. It's not for me. Stray being one of them. And even in this article, they write up that yes. What really pulled a lot of people in is it's the cat meme game. And basically that it it's it is more than this gimmick. Cool. But at the end of the day, like it has nothing that makes me go, I'd really want to play that. Yeah. And Jim and I I know haven't played it. Did you play it at all, Blade? I, I didn't. Most of the stuff I watch like other streamers play it and kinda like yourself, Brian, I'm just like it looks nice, but there's no like there's no ur like urgeness to actually want to go ahead and play it. Like I just, I, I think what's weird for me with Stray, I'm not gonna say that it's necessarily overrated. I'm just kind of surprised of how much like 
accolades it's winning compared to like how 2022 as a whole was stacked with so many indie games like you know yeah. neon white and tunic and um what was the game i think it's called pentiment or um i think there's one called pentiment yeah pentiment and immortals and there's a lot of stuff that came out but all i'm seeing like you know in terms of like indies it's just stray 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 and i'm like stray is fine but i'm just like wondering like where did that it come from yeah. like i remember even when the game came out like the reviews were like sevens and eights like where is all the it's hype? the fucking cat it's just because it's there's a just, cat that's all it is it's the internet yeah. and there's yeah. a kitty yeah and that's my pro like i i don't it's one of those deals the game maybe it is fun but yeah i've, I've also gotten to a point where it's like i know i can realistically play every game and yet i even though i technically like the only cat i've ever had was my wife's cat but oh. like i'm not against cats i'm a dog person but I, I'm like, it's not for me. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't need a platformer where you play as a cat. Like, I've played enough games where you're a small thing that you wouldn't be able to get to as usual humans and this and that. It just doesn't interest me. I just, I feel, I can't help but feel like the meme aspect is what pushes this game more than anything else. Right. And I'm willing to actually give it a chance and, like, properly play it sometime this year. Yeah. Uh, I, but I'm just... I don't get the pedigree. That's the thing I'm just kind of confused about. And I hope that maybe after a play, then I'm going to, you know, the ball's going to drop and I'll be like, so that's what it is. So that's You're why like, people this like is why. it. Yeah. yeah. I, I just don't get it yet. Yeah, it's possible. This is a game where I know Jim will play. Like, it's really charming. <laughs> it's possible. What if it is charming? I don't know. I haven't played it. I mean, right. any game could be, Shadow could be charming. No, it's not. <laughs> we'll see. There's Jim. no charm. Jim, we'll see how I review it. I no, know. there's no. You, you know, bro, you 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 want to be a little shit dick and do the opposite just to piss me off. But you're gonna I, play it. And you're gonna hate it. I seriously want to see you. Can't even do it for the meme. I seriously want to stream any one of you actually just stream like one path of Shadow the Hedgehog just to see your like live reactions to it. I'm getting in the Discord. I'm getting a lot of requests to do it. I'm like, I don't have a good enough computer to stream. So I mean, maybe, maybe that's my way of playing it. Maybe yet. I'll maybe I'll stream it this week and. I'll, I'll stream it live so you can see my my cold reaction, and you know then I'll dive deeper off camera and we'll do our full review. But uh, yeah, Stray. There's a lot of games like that. Oh yeah, Stray. I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> I, I like, you so can say I, we strayed away from the topic. <laughs> I but at, just like with Vampire Survivors, yes, I think you can't mention 2022. I'm not shocked it's on this list. I don't yeah. know if it deserves to be. Like we said, I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm just saying it's not a game I know I'll ever really go to. And actually, to Blade's point, fucking speaking of Neon White, I never even heard of that game. And when I was looking through a bunch of different lists, I was like near the top or at the top of so many of them. So Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. damn, I got to check this thing out. A lot of content creators, I notice, usually mention Neon White compared to like, you know, the big like websites and like publications like a lot of like youtubers usually talk about neon white so it's really interesting that that game is missing from quote unquote like the big boys <laughs> well that's the thing they gotta have those games on there that will end up being 2022's hidden gems and you do the face and you got neon white and who knows what else <laughs> but uh here's another game I didn't play at all. Marvel Snap. Did either of you play a this? Everyone I talk to who's played it absolutely loves it and talks it up. I have yeah, to, like, same. It's, it's apparently like one of the best mobile games out there. I have to give it a shot. 
I do want to give it a shot. How much different is this than the other card, Marvel card game that I introduced you to? I have no idea. I haven't really looked into it. I'm so, getting like Hearthstone <clears throat> vibe from it. Like that's what it looks to me, and I I never play Hearthstone, so I don't know much about it. <laughs> well, here's the deal. So Jim and I, what the hell was the name of that game? Oh, fucking War of the Heroes or some shit. I forget what it was called. So I introduced the, one of the worst things I ever did was introduce Jim to this goddamn game. But it was yes, a Marvel yes, it the worst card ever game, done. and all of a sudden Jim got hooked, and soon enough he's like, "Yep." Yeah, dropped a couple hundred bucks on random boosters and this and that and it's like it is such like i feel like any card game is and now it's naturally gone addictive. all gone poof it's, it's all gone so that's what i'm saying like did this just take the spot of that as like the marvel card game maybe i, I, I do want to give it a shot though and see apparently no, I, it's really fair about giving you shit without having to nice. fucking pay so yeah. yeah the microtransactions i heard are pretty like minimal which is a really surprising for a mobile game <laughs> Yeah. yeah, for real. And and you know, Marvel, they do card games pretty damn well. Yeah. So Which which is I, funny because I because I, I think this year kinda like marked like the year where I was kinda like done with the MCU as a whole. Like, I think I've been like, you know, MCU'd out, so I wasn't like, you know, seeking out like Marvel content, but it's good to hear there's like other stuff besides like the movies and TV shows like Snap or um uh, Midnight Suns that apparently are pretty decent. I'm playing so. that now, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So there you go. That's one I think we'll all be willing to try. <sighs> the next one. This list is interesting that this was here. The Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. So did either of you ever play the original Stanley Parable? No, never did. I used to watch this one channel, like Aaron Signal, that like almost like talked about it nonstop <laughs> in all of his videos. Where like would do comparisons back to it. And like video essay forms in like 2013. But no, I never played it myself. Yeah, so I'm the same situation and it was a game that i've seen videos on i've never actually played <clears throat> after reading this article and it's a game i always i watch a video on i go that'd be a cool game to try i forget about it so i actually just went on a steam sale and i bought it because i said you know what like let me just see like what it is i i don't think you can even try to describe the story after having watched videos i know it's kind of nonsensical and it's I, I don't even know what to call it. But, I mean, is this a game either of you would play? Um, I mean, maybe? I, I don't know. Like, it's <laughs> it's a walking simulator with, you know, very story-heavy, and I'm just like, eh, that's not my thing. Maybe it's something I should delve into for 23 or, 23 or some shit, but... Yeah, I mean, I guess it is an actual, like, secret prequel. That's cool, because when I first saw it, I was like... Oh, this is why the fuck is there a re-release on here? But they directly acknowledge that in their article. So yeah, Blade. I think the closest, on this? Yeah, I think the closest thing I can like compare like Stanley Parable to, like any. I, I didn't know about the new one, but I only have like very small experience like watching a friend of mine play it. And I, I think the best way for me to explain the story is like imagine you're playing, you know, that old like Looney Tunes cartoon like Duck and Muck, where there's like you know. Daffy Duck on like the white canvas, and there's like this like uh, this disembodied like you know uh, animator that's like screwing up within the whole time, and he gets pissed, you know. Yep. And then you find like at the very end, like Bugs Bunny has been trolling him the whole time. It's it's kind of like that, you know. Essentially, like, when you have like you like the the narrator guy, you know, that just like you know you try to like you know essentially like you know follow the story, and like when you try to not follow what the narrator says, they get 
more and more annoyed and then like you know, the game kind of screws with you as well too mm -hmm. which i think is part of like you know the punchline of the joke but i haven't really like delved into it to the point that i can like properly critique it but apparently it's been like a very entertaining kind of like you know like uh a comedic take on the walking simulator which is probably more my speed because honestly i'm like more of like an arcadey kind of guy when i like my video games i like you know go on an adventure or like you know get a high score not so much like you know just walk and like absorb story like i need more so yeah. if i have a walking simulator at least give me one that like you know does something interesting with the gameplay or the writing that strays away as for top 10 of 2022 sure it worked for them i just that seems to me like more of like a number 10 entry. It's like that. That's the only thing the, that surprised me, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's like an off-the-cuff kind of like, you know, let's throw this in sort of like, you know, entry there. Like, um, yeah, I'll probably even put like Bayonetta like over that personally. I, oh, no, well. <laughs> I, th I think you're right. I think the placement, I without playing Stray, I think the amount Stray's even got mentioned. It's probably that and Vampire Survivor. Should Vampire Survivor, yeah. over this, but... This is why you got people like Jim who like want to be unique, be like I like gold dust. And I was just about yeah. to say these are probably like real artsy nerds who are just like oh I'm you know gotta appreciate the sewers of free will blah 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 blah. Hey, look blah, at me, blah, blah. I like Shadow the Hedgehog. Me. Yeah, Jim, nerd. It's <laughs> my favorite game of all time. I play it twenty Slander times. Slander and libel. <laughs> well, I think it's only reinforced by the number five entry, God of War Ragnarok, which you know is going to be on every person's list. I kind of feel like this is high on it without even playing it. And I'm saying this only based on playing the first game, how amazing it was. Everyone I've talked to has repeated, this is better than the first game. It was obviously the number one contender with Elden Ring. So to yeah. see that number five on a list is already kind of like, okay, this clearly wasn't this guy's cup of tea. Once again, it's a gem type. And... I will be playing this. I don't know. I know Jim hasn't played either one, but Blade, did you play this at all? Not yet, but it's definitely on my queue. It's just that I have like a specific like order for my queue, so I'll eventually get to it. Okay. Um, I thought the 2018 game was fantastic. If only someone put that uh, game in their top 20, I would really appreciate it. I did. <laughs> I have to play it. I'm playing. I'm going to play the 2018 game this year. So, meh. hey, it can be part of your 2023. It, it's not only a resolution game, but it is a 23 and 23 game for me. So, because I've never touched it. But Jim, not only it's a resolution game, you can play it in 4K and 1080p. Jim, well, I can't do 4K because I have a 2011 TV. So, I'm going to put one caveat, just to what? really piss you off. What? To add it to your 23 list, you got to do all the Valkyrie boss fights what why fuck you because i have precious all the time i'm doing elden ring that's be, like 150 hours be, because it is no i will no. i will debatably say the hardest boss fight i've ever had oh good the valkyrie wonderful okay. the, the final valkyrie not oh, yeah. not the general that final one was such a brought that me was a back. challenge yeah that was like what the fuck like i did on stream i forget how many times it took me but like that was wow hard so it was i have to give you like some credit yeah yeah um but yeah it's kind of funny with god of war because usually like you said earlier it's like toe-to-toe -to -toe with elden ring so five is not toe-to-toe -to -toe. no it's but, not at all um but it's okay i mean again not everyone has to follow you know the same template as like 
while I'm making a top 10 games of the year list, I have to put God of War and Elden Ring in 1 and 2, because that's what everyone expects me to be like. I respect, you know, some change in the order of stuff. Um, that's what I'm saying. It's unique to put, see it only at number 5, and... Um, Again, I love the original, I'll eventually get to Ragnarok, and kudos to Santa Monica for basically managing to pull this off because, like, the hype levels was, like, off the charts, and I'm glad they managed to, um, hit it off the park, essentially. Oh, Bri, real quick, if you want a list that will actually piss you off, oh, look God. up Jeff Gertzman's top ten list. Uh, he used to be at Rooster Teeth. It is just all indie shit you've never heard of, and it's definitely, like, a look-at-me kind of list. Giant yeah. bomb. Look how, look how smart and different he, I am. He's trying to purposely go out of his way to be like, I'm unique. Where, that's where, Jeff Gertzman as a whole. He's always been that way. Well, that that's my point. Is like, <laughs> is that one of those things where it's he's just trying to be unique? And well, I don't know who he is. I'll, let me let me start by saying that. Can I give you a quick summary? <laughs> go on. Please do. Jeff Gertzman has been writing for GameSpot since essentially like the late 90s, and he's been on the website ever since like um, mid-2000s, when you probably heard about the Kane and Lynch controversy, <sighs> essentially. I'm not going to go through that, but low, lower skull for Kane and Lynch caused him to basically not be at the website anymore, and then he founded um, Giant Bomb with another um, colleague of his from GameSpot, and... Just last year, he actually left Giant Bomb, a website he founded, by the way, which is kind of crazy, because of corporate involvement, to just kind of do his own thing, which now he can do his own thing. Good I for just, him. I just looked him up. <laughs> I'm looking at his Twitter. All right. I, mean, I, I met him in person. He's a nice guy. I just don't agree with a lot of his opinions, and it's okay to disagree with someone just because they're quote-unquote oh, yeah. popular. You, you can... I, yeah. He, it, it would make sense looking at his Twitter that I, without seeing his list, I agree, Jim. I would be pissed off. As <laughs> you know, speaking of like GameSpot, I, I know I'm digressing, but I kind of want to touch on that. He was like one of the two like biggest like um, like reviewers of that side of like the early 2000s. The other person ended up being Greg Kasavin, and he actually became the head of Supergiant Games, who gave us Hades, for example. So, oh really? Talk about like two different sides of the coin in a way. <laughs> No shit. Yeah, he so, so one know, guy he worked actually, on like Bastion and uh, what uh, Transistor Pyre and now Hades and Hades two coming up. So, oh god, there's a Hades two coming up. Holy crap! Oh yeah, can't wait, can't fucking wait. So uh, we'll move on to number four, Jim. It's another one I know you and I don't have any experience with. Nope. Xenoblade Blade Chronicles three, Blade. It's the Weeb game, yay! <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yes, it is. That's kind of the problem with, like, all those JRPGs is that I never played any of the Xenoblade games, but I'm like, this is the third game, and I know not every game has, like, you know... I know it's, like, this, like one continuity. No, each game has its own continuity, like Final Fantasy or, like, the Tales Off games, but I don't know. Like, in terms of, like, gameplay, I kind of feel weird going to number three without playing one and ones. two first, yeah. maybe. So that's kind of, like, what, like, you know, made me not want to play it. But I think everyone else online, I see people just like, you know, they're like preaching and advocating for Xenoblade 3 being one of the best JRPGs in a long time. I'm talking like levels like Persona 5, like levels of um, admiration, which is crazy. Yeah, I, here's the deal. I put this in the same category as I put Stray. I look at this game. I look at the style. It, I, it's just not for me. 
zero to do. I may play it and say, wow, this is an amazing game. But I see it and I just go, yeah, that's something I'll never do. Like, there's so many uh, franchises and series I'll never get into. And I already recognize it myself. Xenoblade is one of them. It, yeah. It's not for anything other than, like, I look at that style. I'm like, yeah, it, it's just not me. You know? Racist. <laughs> Racist. That's the problem. Jim, I have a whole wall of basically Japanese-inspired gaming behind me. What are you Name talking about? one. <laughs> and no, Call of Duty does not count. <laughs> uh, Super Mario Brothers. There you go. That's made in Japan? Few, a few of them are. <laughs> but but that's kind of like to further like you know build on what we talked earlier is that if you want to get into a genre like JRPGs, Xenoblade is probably not the best game to start because that's really like you know the the JRPG game for JRPG fans. Mm -hmm. It's not a JRPG game to introduce people who don't really like that genre. To be not to say that it's bad, mind you. It's probably a very well crafted game, just not the best first choice. Yeah, and it's, I hear it's, it's like another like, hundred hour game, so it's like yeah. no thanks. Yeah, well, it's kind of like you know when people ask you like you know what anime should I watch? Like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure should never be the first anime you recommend to someone because it's only for like big anime fans. That's kind of what no. I'm going the with. answer is always Ninja Scroll. Damn it, Jim! I've never watched a single anime in my life. Well, actually, would you count the Castlevania series on Netflix as anime? I still need to watch it, actually. For you, yes, but in general, no. Like, like I, 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 my, my point is, like, at what point, yeah, do you count what is anime, what isn't? Like, I, I don't know. But I think I'm, Country of Origin is a big deal for me when it comes to anime, and Castlevania was not... I, I don't think a lot of it was made in Japan, to my knowledge, okay. so that's probably the reason why. But, I mean, again, when it comes to, like, anime, Cowboy Bebop is a very easily... Easy recommendation for those who don't like anime to watch. So, okay. Or um, Cyberpunk, the new one that just came out, is also a good recommendation. Gotcha. The one on Netflix. <sighs> Edge so Runners. Thank you, uh, person in the comments that I was about to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Blade, uh, another one. I'm gonna say Jim and I. I know Jim hasn't played, um, but I know Jim. You're a little bit bigger fan. I do want to play this. I, I, I do want to play this and. Land. I do want to play this, and I've seen this on a ton of lists. So, like, everyone seems to love it who's played it. So, what I've read about this, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, Kirby is a franchise similar to the other things I said. It's just not for me. But this is the first open world Kirby game? Yeah. Wow. Hasn't, like. Well, that. And even then, is, it's, like, more open zone than, like, open, full yeah, open world. I mean, oh, this I like is what the article. Use. People the article open claims. zone because of Sonic Frontiers yeah. now, which cracks me up. <laughs> yeah, but hey. So, so the way this is worded is that this is Nintendo Series first full foray into a 3D game of this scope. Yes, okay. that, that's correct. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Jim, I know you're into Kirby games, but Blade, did you actually play this game? <laughs> I, I like how you say, like, Jim, you're into Kirby games, and he, I know a lot of you cannot see the video, but he's like, like, <laughs> like so down, it's like, yeah, Kirby's so great. Every time I play a Kirby game, a smile that, goes to my face. Yeah. Uh, thing Kirby, where's Kirby my shadow? Delight. Please give me more Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> Don't. Um, it's funny because one of the games I actually have played during my um, um, challenge was actually the first three games in the Kirby Dreamland series. It started on the Game Boy and then I moved on to um, the third one on the Super Nintendo and... 
I mean, I knew I wasn't a big Kirby fan, but it actually kind of like cemented the idea that I just am not that big into Kirby. Yeah. Which I know is, I, I think what I like in games is just a little, a, like a, a smidge of challenge. And Kirby doesn't give me that challenge that I want sometimes because he has so many like abilities that everything else is just like, you know, easy peasy. It's it's why I like the final bosses in Kirby games because they kind of strip down like Kirby's abilities to just like one and the boss is actually challenging. And that's always to me been like a highlight in Kirby games so far. I'm really looking forward to trying out Forgotten Land. I played it just a smidge, and I liked what I played of it. I, I, I prefer a game like that, say, more so than Mario Odyssey, because I think it's more distilled in its game design. I like the idea of having, like, you know, set levels. I mean, you have, like, a world map, and you can choose your levels individually, essentially, and then you can explore them to your heart content, and there's still, like, you know, individual, like, platforming challenges within those levels. And it's not like, you know, Mario Odyssey, and, and I know people love Mario Odyssey, but it's... It does have its fair share of problems, in all honesty, that doesn't reach, like, you know, the high caliber that some people rank it. I don't like the idea of, like, you know, oh, if you want a moon, go to this specific tile and butt stomp it, and then you get a moon. Yay! Like, I, I, I want to feel rewarded when I'm doing something in a game, and that's kind of like what I heard, like, you know, that Kirby doesn't do as much, because there's less stuff for you to collect, but it's more meaningful. And I hear from everyone, it's like one of the favorite games that they enjoy doing 100% completion, which... That says a lot, because not everyone has the time of day to do 100% completion, so... Yeah. Yeah. I know, actually, I I'm with I'm with you on Mario Odyssey. I never even finished it. I was like, oh, it's, you know, a prettier Mario 64. And I, you know, grew up loving Mario 64, but I Me was too. just like... I didn't feel compelled to, like, you know, finish it and do it all over again. Or get Maybe like 800 day. moons or whatever that they ask you to get. <laughs> oh, especially that. But yeah, like I didn't even finish the story. I should one day, but eh, whatever. <laughs> That's why I like Mario Galaxy more because I like, you know, the pl platforming challenges. I just like really saw like platforming level design. I think that Mario Odyssey is more of an open world game than a platforming game. I know it doesn't make sense, but that's my logic. Yeah. No, it makes sense to me. Yeah, There's a lot of dicking back, around. And back to Kirby. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to trying Kirby out. Um, it's funny, my favorite Kirby games are always the ones that don't adhere to the main, like, um, design of Kirby. Um, I, um, Epic Yarn is one of my favorite Kirby games, the one that came out on the Wii originally. Yeah. That, that game is really fun. I love the yarn aesthetic. I think it looks amazing. And Canvas Curse, the one on the DS where you get to, like, you know, draw a trail for Kirby that's just, like, you know, him as a ball without having hands or legs. I think that's also a really good game. And it's funny, like, the Kirby games where you get less abilities are the ones I actually enjoy more because it makes you more, more creative as a player to figure out how to solve problems without having like a limitless amount of tools. You only have a set amount of tools. And then when you solve something, you're like, I'm smart. I did this myself. Yay. Sort of. Thing. Yeah. Like so, I do like Kirby games, moment. but like, yeah, I do like Kirby games, but I actually find myself still liking the original Dreamland more than a lot of the later ones for like you said, like, it's a lot simpler and more stripped down, but it just feels like a better game to play. I agree, and you know, when I play the, the Dreamland trilogy, the, I mean, I know the first one only took me like about like 30, 40 minutes to finish, but of yeah. the three, the one that I kind of want to go back to mostly is probably the first one, because it's very like, you know, no fluff, just straight to the point, and just kind of enjoyable to just pick up and play very quickly. And I don't have to worry about like, you know, oh, in World 2-4 of Dreamland 3, you have to make sure to grab this particular copy ability and do this as this particular item so you can get the perfect ending. And I'm like, I don't want to memorize all that. I just want to play a video game for crying out loud. Yeah, exactly. And, and again, that's not to say Kirby is bad. It's just that there's just this disconnect for me personally. 
Yeah. No, I understand that. People can complain about it, and they will, but I'm just, I have to preface that. It's so. what people do. All right, so uh, this list, as we said, was a little more unique, and coming in at number two is Immortality. The fuck is this? So I, I knew about this game, so it is funny. I did mention earlier. Thank I you. <laughs> don't think it is the same people. I, I could be wrong, but it's very similar to that game Her Story I was mentioning. Oh, okay. Where basically you have to, instead of, in Her Story, you're going through interrogation videos to figure out what happened with this murder. This one is kind of the same idea, except you're now going through production footage of three films that never came out. And I guess it doesn't say if it's a murder, but there's a mystery you're trying to solve. It seems like a much, much more flushed out. I did see this mentioned all over the place. And I actually, after watching this list, I said, you know what? I'm so into the whole detective mystery thing. I just bought it once again on Steam sale. It was like 12 bucks or something. So I was like, okay, I'll buy it. Um, I have no experience with it. I feel like it's a game neither of you would play, but I don't know. What, what Have you guys heard of it? Played it? What are your thoughts? Heard of it, yes, but I wouldn't even necessarily say it's not a game for me. I think there's very few games that I would just downright say that are not for me. Usually if it's like a sports game, like a Madden or an MMO or a MOBA, those are usually the ones I tend to avoid yeah. at all costs. Um, most of the time, I try to be as open-minded as I possibly can, and I don't know, like the idea of like, you know, like, going like through footage, I mean, it's kind of like what we do as content creators as well. So there is that kind of appeal there that it may speak to us in particular. Um, and if it's been rated that highly, I mean, who are we to judge that person who really looks that game as highly as he is? So maybe it is worth it. I just don't really have much knowledge to really like, you know, build upon. Get it, yeah. Yeah, no, it does look cool. And I like, like the idea of like, you know, whatever you click on, it's very nonlinear storytelling. So, yeah, it yeah. could be pretty cool. Yeah, well, that that's her, like, in her story, each clip was... Which one? Uh, damn it. <laughs> it was <laughs> basically <laughs> anywhere from, like, a five-second clip to as much as a minute. But that was it. And, and you would basically... The only way you could search was with keywords. So, I don't know. I guess it's going to be the same. But, Jim, to your point, the nonlinear, like, it's really you're trying to figure out whatever this mystery is and so you're going to keep revealing new clips that will reveal new clues da 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 da, da. so it, here's the deal if it is like her story as much as I might have enjoyed it this is where I go should this have been I don't know, number two on a list and it makes me once again say there was a Jim writing this list somebody was like <laughs> I can't just put God of War 2 so alright he knew he's like, I gotta put it at number five. What can I fill in between to make me seem unique? Oh, let me put a goddamn Kirby game. <laughs> yeah, let me put immortality. Let me put Zeno. I expect like Pentiment or that, honestly, in that yeah. spot. So it's kind of like this is an odd list. Once again, I may play oh, this hey. and love this game. I'm an odd person, so that fits me. <laughs> Whatever. Perfect diamond. <clears throat> hey, it just works out. Weird. It just just happened. But now, <laughs> this will be a game that's on my 23 and 23, because like I said, I bought this. I bought the Stanley Parable. These are games I want to play anyway, so... Okay. Yeah, let's see what comes out of it. Yeah, let us know what you think. <laughs> yeah. But number one, for both of you bastards, and it's going to be on both your lists. Wait. Wait, I know what this is. 
Is it? Yes, it is back for blood. <laughs> Again? <laughs> oh, that it's, poor fucking it's, game. It's Pokemon Arceus. <laughs> yeah. Good old Elden Ring. Which, oh. Jim, of the list you were mentioning, I mean, was this number one in most of them? It was number one in a lot of the lists that I looked at, yeah. Yeah, which I assume, you know, we saw from the Game Awards, we, it was pretty much a safe bet that this was going to be it. Yeah. I, I don't I, I'm trying to think of like past years of game of the year winners and I I think uh, I haven't seen such a like a conclusive number one since maybe like Witcher three I don't know even with the Witcher three I remember like some people were giving Metal Gear five that title which I personally like Metal Gear five a lot more than Witcher three and yeah I don't care shut your what you're mouth. gonna say to me <laughs> I don't care shut um, that whore yes, mouth right. yes 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 yeah. Well, no, Witcher 3 is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I just prefer MGS5. That's what I'm saying. Um, but actually, Last of Us part, like the original Last of Us, I think that was like the game. That was like, like pretty when, much universal. Like yeah. everyone, like universally, like gave it the end of the year. And, and here's the thing with Skyrim. Elden maybe? Ring. El Elden Ring getting number one is really impressive, but it also had competition. And that's the important thing to no, remember yeah, is that. It did. 2022 was not a slouch year. I think it was probably better than 2021 and even 2020, I would say. So the fact it won against such stack competition is admirable. And good job on like FromSoft for like literally building up on everything they've learned from not even just like the Souls game to like everything in their like, you know, history to make Elden Ring. And, you know, of course, taking cues from other open world stuff to really make a new vision of what open world gaming can be. Yeah, I mean, you two, well, you haven't played it yet, Blur, but I mean, Jim, I know Smidge, you... but uh, not enough that I can really form an yeah. opinion. Jim, at this point, I know you were previously 10 hours, so what are you now, maybe 15, 20 hours? I'm at 20 it? hours now, yeah. So, I mean, I know it's tough to say, but like, is it, are you just now driven, like, I must beat this game, or are you fully like, I really enjoy it? You know what? I do really enjoy it, and like, they mentioned it. You know what I like about it the most is it's the fucking exploration and just how you can do it. And, like, everything is interactive. Like, you can interact with everything in some weird way. Like, I just, like, the last time I played, I spent, like, an hour trying to, like, figure out. It's because a lot of it's, like, almost like a puzzle, too. Because I mm -hmm. spent an hour trying to figure out how to climb this one fucking random tower that had, like, no, like, it didn't have a door, like, at the bottom or anything <laughs> like that. So you're just, like, climbing on, like, the stone, you know, vestibules and shit like that on the outside. And, you like, there's parts where, like, you have to use your magic horse that can, you know, magically double jump. Because, you know, that's what happens. And, like, jump off a cliff to your death, but then double jump at the right time onto a tree branch so you can glint onto another thing. And just when you pull off, like, dumb shit like that and all the trial and error that just always seems to work. It's, it's, it's a weird experience. And, like I said, I never played a FromSoft game before. So, like, I am getting my ass kicked by a lot, but it's also, like, it's such a sense of accomplishment when, like, you figure out a section or a boss and you finally fucking beat it and stuff like that, too. So, it, like, just combines, like, good open world with, like, amazing exploration with, um, you know, a, a super hard but, like, just satisfying challenge. So, like, I, I actually, like, when I'm not playing it, I'm like, man, I wish I was still downstairs playing. Like, it's not just, like, because I want to beat it. Like, I actually really do just want to keep you playing enjoy it. enjoy it. Yeah. 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 From software games, I, feel I will like say they... the worst part is probably the fucking story because it's just all fucking gibberish and I don't care. But 
Jim, I was going to say, yeah. is there any dialogue text you didn't just skip through? No, I'm sitting through it all and shit like that, but I'm just like, man, could you have just, like, you know, not written it like this? Like, I didn't need, like, you know, shitty Lord of the Rings read to me. Like, just let me fucking fight. Yeah, I mean, I'm the same way, too, with, like, stuff like Bloodborne. Like, I love Bloodborne, but if you ask me to recite the lore everything, I'd be like, uh, m monsters attack and you must go cutty-cut. Yeah, like, Blasphemous, like, ripped I mean, it completely ripped off the FromSoft formula just in a 2D Metrovania format. But, like... What? That's Blasphemous. Bastard. Jim, you set him up for it, you son of a bitch. That, that's completely my fault. Completely my fault. But, yeah, but, like, even, like, the dialogue in that, like, I... Like, I like I enjoyed listening to that. Whereas with Elden Ring, I'm just like, man, this is just, like... Some guy I was just jerking off to, like, a fucking... <laughs> Uh, a goddamn is it George R. R. Martin? Yeah, yeah, he was jerking off during an episode of fucking what was the Game show? I can't remember it at this point. Game of Thrones. Yes, he just jerked yeah. off during Game Don't of Thrones. Don't ever say what was the name. Like you can say that for obscure shows, but for probably the biggest show of the last decade, you can't say what was the name of that show. To be fair, I never watched that show myself. So. You don't have to watch it to know. I <laughs> never really watched other maybe two episodes of Seinfeld ever doesn't mean I don't know what Seinfeld is or like uh, some of the bigger episodes I'm four beers in I blanked I knew what the fuck the show was <laughs> Jesus Christ well you didn't remember my dragon show you don't know who Fodor is Jim God my you point have, is you have a pair of you... dragon pants in fucking college and all of a sudden anything drag related God forbid I don't remember it right away I got uh, all my Game of Thrones the... knowledge from South Park okay the, the problem with you Jim is you're the guy who would make this list where you gotta go out of your way to be like I'm unique but at the end of the day you same you pick the same shit as everybody else but in between you gotta be like I like Kirby as number three that is you so yeah maybe a it's problem. a delight Brian maybe it's just a fucking delight and fun to play <laughs> or maybe Kirby sucks that's that's right that's right maybe that's why Sh Shadow is gonna be highly rated I don't know it's, we'll see. See, it's not. funny because Kirby sucks his enemies in I mean that's why Jim likes Kirby it's an allegory Jim likes it <laughs> it's related <laughs> No, I mean, Elden Ring, let's put it this way. Elden Ring, at the end of the day, of course, it's going to be number one on the majority, if not all, list. I said that and God of War. They were the two juggernauts, if you will. But what I do like is this list did have honorable mentions. And yeah, they mentioned we can talk Neon, about that. Neon White, you are, we already mentioned. Mm -hmm. uh, TMNT Shredder's Revenge. Yes. Which that was on I other lists. That they yeah, make I was going to say, best beat em up of the year. Because how, I how many other beat em ups were there? I mean, the, the, I, don't, I can think of anything that came out this year beat em up wise. That yeah. was... River City Girls 2, Final Vendetta. Oh, yeah, like I forgot about River City and Vendetta, actually. Yeah. I was thinking about Paprium for a moment, but that was the year before, I believe. Yeah. yeah. But, yes. I mean, TMNT Shredder's Revenge is better than Streets of Rage 4. No. It's, it that, is. No. Um, it is, especially on no. release. Until you get DLC, it's better. It's better. No. It's just better. No. It is. No. It is. It's undeniable. It's got better music. But, that's what it's got. Which is everything else is exactly the same. I mean, I mean, the fact more that characters it has a better, better music. music. Yeah. yeah, it's better. <laughs> that that is the argument, Jim. It's the then same. Then they use a Koshiro game music. too. So yes, it's better. You thank yeah. you, Jim. Street Rage Four it. has better gameplay. It's DMT. the same exact gameplay. What are you talking about, dumbass? Deeper, it's literally... deeper, better combat systems. Deeper. What? Are you this? 
people. Better enemy this variety. This is what deeper. we talk about. This is what we talk about. Sound off in the comments. Tell us what do you think. Yeah. Sense of Rage 4. Oh, yeah, because the most, one of the most popular IPs of all time is going to win out on this. Oh, fucking. <laughs> Jim, you're just wrong. It's a video game. You can like Podcast. Streets of Rage 4 better. That's fine to say I like it better. Don't say it's a better game. Say, I know TMNT is better. No, I'm actually hearing a, a bunch of people do, that did say that they like Switch of Rage 4 more than Turtles. I think they, like, because they're right. Because it's an DLC actual game that you can't just baby your way through. Interesting. I mean, we beat Street Rage 4 the first time we played it the same way as TMNT. I did better than you on both of them. But that's besides the point. I don't Fine. say it's because of Max. Play, I need to play... Uh, if anything, I will say that I want to play... Shredder's Revenge multiplayer. That's one of my regrets last year. I only played it single player, and I kind of want to play with people. You didn't play multiplayer? Oh, that's where it's even more fun. Well, the problem is that I have no PlayStation. No one else has no PlayStation, so... But no, this is a game where... Switch you know, or something. As you said, it should be on more lists. It makes sense. I don't know what the fuck Holly Holly World is. No idea. Never heard of it. Oh, jeez. I don't know much about it either in terms of, like... I know it's like um, a sequel to Ali Ali and Ali Ali Two. Those games. Oh, thank that helps. Up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, that I mean, game. I, I know all of them. I just don't know really. I, it's like a. It's a skate. I think it's like a, like um like an endless runner game. Only when you're like skating, essentially. Oh, okay. As far as I know. So. Okay. That sounds fun. And and yeah. apparently it's been getting a lot of good reviews. I I don't know. Again, I don't want to say a lot of stuff out of my butt that I don't. 100% no, but... I've done that for 192 of... episodes. Well, what's the problem? <laughs> okay, well, apparently it's it's like as detailed as Tony Hawk Pro Skater wanted to... I, I don't know. I don't want to say stuff I'm not 100% right. sure of, but... Uh, it's been getting good reviews, and if it's an honorable mention, I think that's fair, so... Yeah. There's that. Well, this game, too, Cold of Lamb, I've heard of it. I don't it was know like the, the Twitch about. talk of the town for, like, a long time, like... Yeah. Apparently, you get to, like, you know... Um, vote on Twitch and then stuff happen in the game that alters the game in some fashion and you can join other people's cults and it's kind of like a fusion between a roguelike game you know like Hades or any of those kind of games mm -hmm. with a farming game like when you get to like cultivate some kind of a farm for like a demonic deity or something um yeah I'm looking I was gonna say it looks like a farming simulator kind of it's a it's yeah. a it's an odd combination I Actually, speaking of, like, things I don't usually play, Farming Games is, like, also one of those games, like, sorry to all of you Stardew Valley fans, it's just yeah. never been my cup of tea, but... Not my thing. I, it, it, it was a talk of a town, it's kind of like, you know, how, like, two years ago was Among Us, or Fall Guys this year was Cold of the Lambs. So, yeah. Good for it for doing well, I suppose. Okay. Uh, the next one you mentioned earlier, Blade, Pentiment. Uh, it's a game I do want to play. Uh, we were talking with Pam uh, from Cannot Be Tamed, and yeah, she liked that point and drink adventures. Like I, I know, I, I mean, here's the deal. I the art style looks interesting. Um, from what I saw, it's it's one of those games where it'll probably last with you longer than some of the other choices on this list if yeah. you actually play it and enjoy it. Like the story's gonna stick for longer. Yeah, yeah, kind of like a uh, Spirit Fair or something like that. Yeah. Next one, King of Fighters 15. Um, I didn't even realize they were still doing games, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, no, King it's of been, Fighters comes out like every two years now at this point, something mm, like that. It's been kind of a quiet year for fighting games in a way. Like, there was that and there was that um, game called DNF Duel, which is based on, like, Dungeon Fighter Online, which is a Korean um, 
MMO game, so they took characters from that MMO and they made a fighting game, which I think that Arxis also helped a little bit with, like, some of the... I don't think they actually had a hand in the game, but the art of that game is very Arxis, like Guilty Gear Strive and that Dragon Ball Z game that came out yeah. a few years back. So it's a very like visually beautiful looking game. So it was mostly like those two, like that and King of Fighters, but none of them really like made an impact, which is funny because at the Game Awards, I think that Multiverses actually won Best Fighting, and I'm like, does anyone still talk about Multiverses anymore? Like, yeah, I, not I don't really. Think, yeah, I don't... Not, not to say the game is bad, but I think like the... 15 minutes of fame kind of, like, ended, essentially. Fizzled real quick. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's more than yeah. most MASH clones get, so, yeah. yeah I, that's I, listed I even here heard, as like, honorable, so... Yeah, but I think, like, even the Nickelodeon game that came out the year before got more, like, press than that Multiverses game, which is crazy. Yeah, but it got a lot more... I mean, it got it got more press. I, I think it got about as much beforehand, but then afterward it had more because it was a, kind of a disaster, so... Mm. Well, I mean, I mean they had the fact they had to add, like, the voice acting post release was kind of unfortunate yeah but no, they added think, it at least for free which is nice but still i mean nice. next year you're gonna have tekken 8 street fighter 6 like you're gonna have oh some big god release. street fighter and tekken are back yeah it's gonna be a big game a big year for fighting games Ooh, yeah. especially for me and tekken oh i missed a good tekken yeah well that's what jim and i were just talking about i was like how going back like tekken has always been my favorite 3d fighter me too i don't know which one to like I want to get back into it, and I'm like, do I just wait for eight now at this point? Like, do I dive into a seven? Like, I, I don't know. It, it's tough. Uh, I mean, why not? Seven is still good. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there's not. I, I haven't ever played a bad Tekken game. Um, well, I mean, I can challenge that. You could. Doesn't mean I played it. <laughs> Tekken one, probably. <laughs> hey, it walks so everything else could run. It's it, it, yeah. I mean, okay, fine. <laughs> I can say Tekken. Six, maybe, then, in that case. <laughs> I thought six was fine. I know people shit on it, but I thought six was fine. More like Tekken sucks. Damn it. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I'm the first person to make that specific remark. Yeah, right. I'm sure. I'm sure that wasn't beaten into death. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, let's but next, go But next forward. up, tear down, never heard of it. Yeah, what, what is it? I'm looking it up now. It's a game about demolition. I don't know. Fun. Actually, the next couple of games I actually don't know much about, if I'm being honest. So. Yeah. Know nothing. I know nothing about the Entropy Center. No idea. N yeah, I never heard of any of them. So, like, other top games of the year, I haven't heard of those two particulars. So. any of these in other lists, Jim? Uh, I think Gertzman had a couple of these on here, these real random ones. So, But besides that, I don't remember seeing a lot of these on there. That's our Jeff. <laughs> I'm so yeah. earthy. <laughs> And you got Pokemon. Arceus or Arceus, however you say it. This is the one with the real shit show of performance, right? No, I, that was I was really going to skip Pokemon uh, without letting me having my time to talk about Pokemon. Like, that's the one time I get to have a soapbox. <laughs> I mean, Pokemon sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, before Blade gets into his, like, when we talked to Thought Cops last time, like, they were both playing it. And they were like, yeah, this is really good. Saying, yeah. How much they like it? Yeah. So what? What? What's your takeaway from it? Yeah, uh, let me let me talk. It's funny because this is the first year I think we had two Pokemon games with both Arceus and Skull and Violet coming out. I mean, I, I, there's not really much to talk about Skull and Violet in terms of like you know it's another like you know Pokemon installment you know just open world. I want to talk about Arceus more and. 
kind of like talk why that game in particular reached the zeitgeist of like you know people who don't like Pokemon as watch to finally try Pokemon for the first time. Uh, it's Monster Hunter. It's essentially Monster Hunter with a Pokemon paint job, essentially. The idea of why Pokemon Arceus, why that game is so, like, you know, popular is the fact that the menu system is very similar to Monster Hunter. And the idea is that you essentially, like, you know, have to, like, sneak around and find, like, a good way to, like, you know, throw a Pokeball at a Pokemon and just catch them. And I think that's kind of, like, you know, the thrill of the hunt, which is why games like Monster Hunter were so popular. That's why I think Arceus has become very popular, which I think also added to why Scarlet and Violet, with all of its, like, you know, spectacular graphical issues, um, also managed to sell pretty well. I mean, I, I, I know I was saying earlier, like, this is my soapbox about Pokemon, but even if, with two games, I mean, at this point, if you like Pokemon, you'll be on board. If you're not, I doubt there's gonna be much to change that, but I think that I'll give Arceus this. I think if you do want to get into Pokemon, I think it's a really good entry point because it doesn't play like a traditional RPG in a way. And maybe if you always like those, like, you know, open world, um, sorry, open zone action games like Monster Hunter, you might enjoy it. What I've heard from a lot of people, especially like the Pokemon fans, is like they really like the direction that Arceus went in. And then when Violet came out and it was back to like, you know, basics, they're all just like, eh. It's just like, funny. I'm the opposite. I actually really miss the traditional battles of Styles and Violet because I th the one thing I hate about Arceus is that the turn-based combat kind of sucks. Like, oh, really? It doesn't really? really give you a lot of, like, you know, combat opportunity. And it's just not fun. I, I, I prefer the combat mechanics of the mainline games. So Violet gave me that, which essentially kind of makes my one complaint against Arceus kind of moot at that point. And, yeah, there's some... A quality of life stuff that Arceus has that Violet doesn't have, which doesn't make sense. I kind of wish that it would evolve, you know, the same time, but... Poor Game Freak. They told him to make two games in a year. Like, that's nuts. For real. Like, that, that's, that's fucking Sonic Team right there. That's what they're turning into. I mean, to be fair to Sonic Team, it's been five years since Sonic Forces. Like, they had a lot of time to work on... Oh, no, on I'm talking mid-2000 Sonic Team. No, no, yeah, that's. I'm not, but I'm talking about like nowadays. Like they had time to work on Frontier, and no com complaints to Frontier. It's like, well, they had the time. I mean, there's probably some other things that we don't know from the outside. Maybe they had some difficulty development. But with Pokemon, is like people complain about like you know all those issues, and I think they're very valid issues. But they shouldn't like stretched Game Freak so thin. <laughs> I feel bad for those people. Yeah, never real. So would you say like the perfect Pokemon game at this point would be like? the world and hunting of Arceus with, uh, like, the actual battles of, uh, the traditional? Yeah, I, I think for me, if I had to, like, divide it, I would say it's, like, 80% of Violet and, like, 20% of Arceus is what I would call, like, the perfect Pokemon game in terms oh, of, like... Okay. I, I did like, hear from I, a lot of people that they're, like, Violet and Crystal, even with all their problems, is, like, it's the best one. That's what I've heard from a lot of people. I'm seeing more and more people, like, you know, like, once they start playing... Because here's the thing about Pokemon Violet that makes that game work. Is that once you get to the tutorial portion, which is like, admittedly, like, it's two hours, but it's still much shorter than other Pokemon games, like, you know, tutorial, which is, again, I will agree, I, I will agree, that's the worst part about Pokemon nowadays, is like, Hello, young trainer, welcome to Pokemon, let me teach you about how to throw a ball. Here is a Pokeball. The Pokeball allows you to capture, you don't want to sit through this crap and just want to move on. Yeah. So, once Violet is done with this crap, the game is like, okay. Here is uh, the Paldea region, like the island you get to explore. Go nuts. And they let you go nuts. You can go wherever you want, do whatever task 
you want to do. And yeah, sure, there's some areas that Pokemon are stronger, so you're not recommended to go everywhere, like an Elden Ring, for example. But it's still like the open world Pokemon game that was promised, not promised, but people wanted for so many years. And for the most part, in terms of the gameplay, not technical performance, they did a pretty good job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Brian with the gripping commentary. Yep. Here's the deal. I mean, I know you're not a Pokemon fan, <laughs> I mean, he does, but at least he's I never played Pokemon. Where so. I'm coming yeah. from. No, but I get the grind and the enjoyment of it all. I, if it's still gripping you after however many entries this is at this Which point, which is crazy, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. that's impressive that it's still bringing you back. So, I mean, I think that's actually like a good example of like I kind of want to compare something with Pokemon to like Vampire Survivor. Like, the whole reason why you play that game is you, you just want to get, like, a new item. You want to keep, like, going more and more. And that's kind of, like, how it was with me, like, with Pokemon and, like, you know, finding, like, those shiny variants of those particular creatures that I don't want to stop. I want to keep getting, like, a new rare Pokemon. It's kind of like the same thing, you know, the Vampire Survivor does and a lot of other games do. So it's kind of like how I mentioned, like, you know, keep sticking with Pokemon because they always give me, like, something new something and new exciting to, to like, yep. find. They invented the collect. I mean, I think they perfected and invented they, the idea of like collecting uh, yeah. in a game. So, yeah. I mean, they were not the first, but they definitely like popularized it. Yeah, it's like yeah. Resident Evil being survival horror. It wasn't the first, but it popularized it. Yeah, I think the person who uh, originally wrote Resident Evil was probably like by themselves in a very like you know not very lit room. So you can see he was alone in the dark. Going, you son of a bitch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <So, Yeah. laughs> you know what? It, he, here's what I will say for sure. I think yes. this year has been way better of a gaming year than 2021, considering the game of the year that year was It Takes Two, which I still have not played. <laughs> That's a game you two should play, if anything. <laughs> I can just imagine, like, all the quarrels and, like, arguments. It's going to be the no. Stop fucking up. Get on the fucking box. No, this way. This way. <laughs> you know what it's like to play well? Do fucking that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I think it was a good year in gaming. I do like that you know, this list was unique in some spots, but... I think we knew what was going to be the top ones of this. Yeah. I am. There are a couple of these on my list for this year to play through. I know it's the same for both you guys. Yep. Can but. I touch on a few stuff that hasn't actually even appeared in their, like, um, honorable mention stuff? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> let, let, I'm just going to do, like, a quick, like, lightning round of those. Uh, Sifu. I don't know how many of you actually know about Sifu, but yeah. Sifu is basically, like, you know, like, uh, it is a beat-em-up. And I know you folks like beat-em-up a lot. It's probably one of the best beat-em-ups I've played in a long time. I mean, I'll probably say since Street of Rage 4, just to make Jim happy, at least. But, uh, uh Sifu, like, the whole idea of Sifu is that it is kind of like a roguelite beat-em-up, in a sense. Uh, the idea is that every time you die, you essentially get older. And the idea is that you can only die so many times before you actually go past age 80 and then you die for good. So the whole idea is that you have to essentially like survive this gauntlet of enemies and not die and stay young while you try to exact revenge against the guy who essentially killed your entire family. So it has that like, you know, that Kung Fu style, like, you know, storytelling. It is like Kung Fu action game. If you always enjoy like mm -hmm. those martial art films, like The Raid, if you enjoy The Raid, for example, it's essentially like a playable version of that. Um, yeah, Sifu not being mentioned in that list is kind of crazy because, man, Sifu is really fun. If you like beat-em-ups, and I know you two do, 
mm. highly check out Sifu. Um, I think the other game that I think is a crime that's not being mentioned as much because of God of War and Elden Ring is Horizon Forbidden West. That that I whole series has the worst shocked. timing in the world. <laughs> I, I feel so bad for Guerrilla Games because why do you re release your game a week before? I mean, I know it's on them. I know it's like Sony and then end up making the call, but why release it, you know, a week before Elden Ring? And the last one was like, what, a few days before Zelda? Why before would you Breath do of the that? Wild, yeah. It was like, always like a week before, and everyone's like, man, this is really good. And then the new game comes, and everyone's like, oh, I'm never touching this again. Exactly. Most people actually probably never finish Horizon because Elden Ring essentially took most of that time, and that's kind of like the problem. And here's the thing about Horizon. It's, it's a fantastic game that pretty much builds upon everything the original did. It looks better, I mean, which is kind of crazy to think because the original Horizon is a beautiful game too yeah um i mean yeah maybe like the story doesn't reach like the same heights of god of war or maybe the open world is not as engaging as elden ring so maybe it doesn't reach those calibers but in any other year without those two games it could have been a game of the year like maybe if it came out in 2021 it could have been game of the year that's the thing and <sighs> maybe they showed more boob who knows who knows They've done their rest, okay? They, yeah. They've done what they could. Other <laughs> uh, things I can think about that came out, man, this year's... Well, let's talk about Sonic Frontier. No, I'm kidding. That's not... No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gran Turismo 7 came out last year, which is crazy, because that's been in development for a long time, and I thought that Gran Turismo 7 would get more nods Something. because, you know, of, like, how Forza Horizon came out like last year and everyone talking about Forza Horizon 5 and I was like well Gran Turismo is gonna come out I hope I wonder if that's yeah. gonna be no one talked about Gran Turismo shit about it. Yeah. Yeah. no one talked about Gran Turismo 7 which is crazy um gee what else came out that's really um Live Alive the remake for that old Super Nintendo game that's another one that's been also been pretty popular yeah they took essentially like you know like a Japanese only Super Famicom game and they brought it to the west you know clean up the graphics make it like hd and apparently it also has like extra story at the end to make the epilogue a bit more um epic so so i've heard and heard that game is really good um i think those are the ones that really like call out to me right now there's probably gonna be some stuff i'm gonna forget later i'm gonna be like damn it but uh, yeah i actually i actually really loved final vendetta but when it first released i heard that like pre-patch like it was kind of it was kind of like too hard for its own good, and everyone kind of yes. hated it. So, like, I only played it after that patch, and I was like, "Man, this is fucking fantastic!" Right. So, it's a shame that like no one gave it a chance because it's like original launch. Like, I mean, it was a small game as is, for as far as like promotion goes. But like, if if you like beat 'em ups, that's one I couldn't recommend any higher. I like beat 'em ups. <laughs> I heard some more technical beat 'em ups, so it's a bit like harder than most to like really get the system going. But I've heard it's pretty good. Yeah, no, it's really good. No, it's definitely not easy. Like, that's my only complaint. That's my biggest complaint with Strategy Revenge is it's too easy. But, like, if you want more of a challenge, like, definitely fucking hit up Final Vendetta. Well, I mean, I guess you have a variant for, like, a hard one and an easy one, so... Yeah, that's, true. That's I good. mean, yeah, there's a, there's a place for the easy ones. Like, I did yeah. like Strategy Revenge a lot. Like, I really did enjoy it. The, the fact we're talking about, like, a Ninja Turtles game in 2022 was, like, a contender for Game of the Year... That's uh, a miracle right there. Like, I never expected that day to happen. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a 16-bit throwback to Turtles game at yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Let's, um, apparently, also, 
One more game I forgot, I just remembered, was the the A, Ta a Plague's Tale, which is also... Oh, it was nominated for Game of the Year. I haven't been able to play it yet. Yeah, I, yeah. I love it. It was first nominated, one. but no one talks about it. It's funny because it was nominated for Game of the Year, but no one talked about it. Even in top tens, I barely see it mentioned anywhere. Yeah, was that shown in any of the it, it was in a couple of them. It was in a few. But probably like yeah. like probably like probably the the six to tens, I would imagine. If it, yeah, it wasn't like in the tops. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I, it's not really like my kind of game because I don't really like like super depressing games. I mean, <laughs> going for like The Last of Us Part Two was like enough for me from like a psychological standpoint. But maybe you would enjoy it more because you like the more like horror aesthetic. I guess like the oh, well, I I finally the played the first one. This... Of like, I don't know. I finally played the first one this year, or this past year, on Brian's recommendation. I absolutely fucking loved it. So it was great. And I heard Requiem yeah. is essentially a better version of. In a sense, so. that's what I've heard. Yeah, too. I, I haven't played. That's another one. It's already downloaded, ready to boot up. Um, I'll play it. The first one, it hit me in a way. I was like, "Wow, I haven't cared about a story or characters in a game like I have with this." And the music was really well done. So yeah, I'm shocked too. I I don't know how that's not on anyone's list. Forgot one more thing. There we go. I, I told you. I see. I totally going to forget something, and I remember it later. Tunic. That was on a lot of lists. That made a lot of lists. That's another game I'm surprised, you know, that wasn't in the list. But that's... I, I need to play it, too. I actually don't know much. It, it just... I know that it's like a Zelda-esque, you know, isometric, um, like, adventure game. Um, I, what I know about it for sure is the fact that in order to know what to do, you have to use, like, a, an old-school, like, um, video game manual that kind of, like, shows you, like, mm. illustrations of how some of the tools work. Oh, but wow. it's not written in English, so you kind of have to, like, you know, make sense of, like, what the manual actually means just by the illustrations on the manual. Because uh, all the game is, like, written in this, like, you know, like, cryptic, like, ancient language that you have to, like, decipher in a way. Um, but I, I I heard like from a lot of people, you know, everyone who played Tunic loved Tunic. So yeah, that's what I've heard too. Like I haven't heard like a lot of like negative things about Tunic, which says a lot. So been a really good year for that indies. Sounds like a lot of work though for a game. <laughs> I'm not gonna Maybe. lie. <laughs> Probably less work than something like you know was Xenoblade Three that you really have to dedicate like a hundred hours for just the main story without any side quests. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah or, like Persona Five and shit like that. Yeah. Like, imagine if you, you had a game and you had to finish it ten times. Yeah. Just imagine. <laughs> and just imagine in those ten times that if you fuck up, you can't just reload a level and try it again. But you would have to quit your entire run and redo it. Or play through the entire run and finish it off and then go back and try again. What if you had a game that every time you clicked on an option, you heard the son of a gunshot? <laughs> Jim, are you saying you just need to get good? <laughs> yes. Yes. Imagine a game where you have to kill 45 enemies, but the enemies aren't always there, and you have to like go back to old checkpoints in the level and hope that they pop in and do it a few times, because sometimes it just doesn't fucking happen, and then other times it does. Don't forget <laughs> the main bad guy is freaking Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget. D delightful. Oh, the shadow. Oh, the shadow be a bad guy like me. <laughs> you can have a bad voice. <laughs> ah, fucking dark. Oh, God. Uh. Alright. Alright, no more shadow. Wrap this up. Yep. 
So yeah, no, Blade, we always, always appreciate you coming on, wrapping up the previous year with us. Once again, please, if you haven't already, check out all of his links below. Check him out on Twitch. He's going to have new content out on YouTube this year, so make sure you click and hit subscribe. Yeah, he's honestly one of our favorite people, so definitely check him out. Give him some love. Yeah. So with that, everyone, your mind. Say, <laughs> we want to say thank you guys so much. We really appreciate you watching. Hope to have another great year with you all. And uh, if you haven't already, hit notifications for us. And if you're listening, make sure you hit subscribe. You can give us a five-star rating. Even if you want to bash us, we will read any of those comments during the episode. With that, we want to say have a good night, everyone. And cheers. Cheers, Take care, everyone.